Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clogged fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the person. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? The big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. Normal people, just average people, just can't get in there. They're saying the West Executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the Vice President's vehicle is parked. <laughs> I'm just asking again, can we just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? To ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And uh, and so I got to call that out here. I doubt it. You are fake news. That was four days ago, five days ago. Very fake news. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. You suck. Fuck you. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. What's up? I had a great 4th of July. How about you? I went to Seattle. Ooh. It was fine. Fine? You didn't, <clears throat> well, nothing to report on the freak show? It actually looks pretty good there because that pregnant Asian woman got her brains blown out downtown by some random black dude. And, and then, like, there's some baseball thing happening there. So I didn't hear really, anything about that. People have calmed down. Oh, my down God. It was terrible. It was, like, in the best part of Seattle. This lady's just sitting in her Tesla, eight months pregnant. Some black dude just comes up to her, walks up to her car, blows her brains out. That is news to me. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was not paying attention to the news cycle. That was while and then you there's were there. Some, no, no, no. This was like a month ago. And then oh, there's so some baseball thing happening there. So I guess the all-star like, game in, in coming whatever. up this yeah. week. Yeah. They, they, they're like, we really don't want the rest of the world to know that this city is a giant piece of shit. So let's round up the bums. Uh, hopefully they killed them. I don't know what they did with them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe sent them to Portland, something like that. Uh, Whatever happened on the 4th of July, clearly the party for me or for you was not as awesome as the party at the White House, though. Cocaine discovered in the White House library last weekend. No, wait, it was the West Wing. No, wait, it was the executive entrance. It's not like the game. They, they of Clue. settled on the West Wing. I think, yeah. Right? Well, okay. West entrance, the secure entrance that only the special people can access. It's like <sighs> the game of Clue. Now, if you have any questions about that. 
They're very irresponsible questions to ask, according to Corrine Jean-Pierre, but we'll ask them anyway, and we'll break down the latest in the White House cocaine mystery that, uh, dang it, despite all the cameras, despite all the logbooks of exactly who was there and when, what's going Oh, is it a dog situation? Yeah, buddy, what's wrong? Go outside. There are no fireworks. <laughs> no, that's my husband. Well, Get they just can't here. figure out the who done it, and they probably never will. But we can make an educated guess about who might be responsible. Plus, a federal judge issues an injunction to stop Biden administration officials from their social media censorship efforts. And uh, the DOJ is, of course, planning an immediate appeal for your own good. They're just looking out for you to make sure that you don't succumb to Russian disinformation. I feel safer. Thank God. Uh, A not transgender mass shooter, officially not a transgender mass shooter, according to the uh, DA in Philadelphia. This mass shooter hits the streets of Philadelphia, apparently at random, or according to him, to stop would-be shooters. He's actually a good guy. Uh, Never mind the photos uh, on his Facebook page that show him dressed as a woman. There are at least two of them that I've seen. There might be more, but they shut down the Facebook page. He was not transgender. right that he's not transgender. I think he might just be completely insane. Or, no, I think he's, he's transsexual. Why Why is that? Why can't they bring that back? Well, what the hell's the difference anymore? I don't. It, um, what do you mean when you say that? Like, what's the distinction? Well, I think like a transsexual is a man that wants to dress in women's clothing all the time. And then like a drag oh. queen, you know, in two Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Andrews. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but there's See, I always, I thought the transgenders were the extremely enthusiastic drag queens now and the trans. No, it, this, all this shit used to mean something else. I always and thought of transgender trans... is somebody that is like all physically altering, altering their body. See, I thought that so was transsexual. The other... I thought that's what that was. I think there's less commitment with transsexuals. I thought there was more, but this, this just shows how confused the whole topic is. Transvestite. Whatever. Is there a difference between transvestite and transsexual? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's too hard to keep track of anymore. But it doesn't matter. This guy was not uh, a tranny. He was actually a right wing Bible thumper, according to the Black Lives Matter activist who indeed works for the district attorney, a very objective source. Plus, we have a pair of hoax hate cases. And tonight's movie review is the 4th of July appropriate Jaws. So stick around for that. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Of course, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because we are no good low-down money grabbers, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated, and it is what keeps this show operational. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the site as well. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long-lasting construction that uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor, the razor has always been the superior method 
for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has just made exciting new product launches. Gold and rose gold finishes are now part of the permanent lineup. Uh, lineup. They're no longer just rare limited edition exotics. The leather razor covers are now available in several colors, golf green, grand slam, baseball glove, red, and gold stamped black, as well as the original natural tone. Plus, there are new value packs. You can get all everything you need for a convenient shave in one bundle, a razor, extra blades, plus a cover if you want one of those. And Western Razor is now selling Caswell Massey Shave Cream, the preferred shave cream of George Washington himself. I looked it up. It's true. In the meantime, Western Razor is working on their own shaving cream as well. So shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing. When you pick up a Western Razor, get 10% off your entire order using promo code MATT10. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from our friends at Western Razor. You can find everything you need from Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners, for listeners, and don't forget, signature soaps now available from Hero Soap as well, including Blondes, Oat, and Almond that I still didn't add to the promo, but I'm going to do that this week because I couldn't find time over the 4th of July. Unlike you, I don't need this scripted out. Think of the plot. (laughs) All right, make it. I want to hear a good shower joke stat. I actually don't have anything. I really shouldn't have spoken so strongly just now. That was a mistake. You got Um, Timberline. You got Old West. All right, go on. And you got Almond plus Oak. That's true. No, Oat. Oat. Oat plus plus Almond. Is that right? I thought yours yours is just Oat. No, no, it's Almond plus Oat. I thought you said Oak. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, sorry. Anyway, clearly I need to get this organized, which I'm going to do this week. (laughs) Try all three. Timberline, Old West, and Oat or Oak or Almond or something from Blonde. HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. Find more information at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals as well. All right. uh, Last announcement before we get into it. The call-in show does return as previously scheduled uh, this Wednesday, July 12th, 9 p.m. Eastern as usual. We'll catch you then, and thanks for your patience with the week off from the call-in show this week. Well, yeah. into the news. Uh, <sighs> yesterday, let me pull this up here. Where the hell's my article? There we go. Yesterday, U.S. Women's National Team soccer player Megan Rapino announced she will retire from the team at the end she's of old? the 2023 season. You know, she's only 38. I thought she was probably Good pushing God. 50. And I, I looked it up thinking this lady looks ancient and is still playing at the top level of women's soccer, which goes to show the, uh, the talent of the competition. But I looked it up and in fairness, only 38. So that oh, point she looks that like I, shit, uh, that point that I thought I had uh, not valid, but she has played on the U S women's soccer team since 2006. And uh, of course, for the better part of a decade, earned no notoriety for doing that because nobody watches that sort of thing until she became outspoken about social issues like not getting paid to play a sport that nobody watches and kneeling for the, the national anthem and hating the country so much that she earned a presidential medal of freedom from Biden last year. 
So, uh, as is tradition on this show, we will send Megan Rapino off with her due respects. We will remember Megan Rapino. I think fans want to know what they can do to support that fight. Fans can come to games. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> same, people are yeah. saying it. I'm not going to the fucking White House. No, I'm not going to the White House. I'm a member of the LGBTQ community with pink hair, and where I come from, I could have only dreamed that I would be standing in the position I am today at the White House. <laughs> The women's soccer team have a guaranteed contract, whereas the men, if they don't play, they don't get the money. If you were to get equal pay, would you be willing to give up that guaranteed contract and really be on equal footing mm -hmm. with the men? Our realities are a little bit different. We're not saying that every single structure has to be the same. Just because you're better than someone who's bad doesn't mean necessarily that you're good. Hmm. Listen to yourself. Yeah, I don't know that she's exactly uh, self-aware with much of that Oof. commentary. Um, just to be clear before someone accused, you deceptively edited that. Yes, I made it look like Rachel Maddow laughed at her saying that people could go to the games. That's not how it happened in the interview. Aww. Just trying to be just trying to have a little fun. But yeah, that last point, that's not that's not edited at all. She only wants the equality when it works in her favor, because yeah. if it doesn't, she wants to be just a little more equal than the men. That is a common theme with Megan Rapino and company. And uh, it's it's good news for her. She is leaving just on time uh, because soon the Women's Soccer League will be overtaken by the trannies that Megan Rapino supports. Earlier this year, Rapino signed a letter with her wife, Sue Bird, who is a WNBA player you've never heard of, even though Megan Rapino says Sue Bird is the single greatest athlete of all time. This letter that they uh, signed on to opposed HR 734 which would ban trannies from participating in girls and women's sports as a condition of Title IX compliance. And it really is a shame because getting destroyed by a bunch of trannies would have been a fitting end for the career of Megan Rapino, And it would have been the one game that we all would have tuned in to watch. True story. I would have watched that. But it wasn't meant to be. So uh, I don't know when I don't know when their season ends. I don't know how much playing time. Megan Rapino has left. Frankly, I like everybody else. I don't know a damn thing about women's soccer. And I, I don't think she's retiring from being um, obnoxious publicly all the time. So we will probably see her around. But she'll probably get her own show on NBC. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, she, you could just plug her in for Rachel Maddow and who could really tell the difference. I mean, that's nobody. They both look like lesbian thumbs. <laughs> well, this uh, this clip of this woman getting kicked off an American Airlines flight, I think it was Tampa to Dallas. I forget where she was going, but she freaked yeah. out, claiming that she saw a guy who's not real. And uh, this has gone viral in many different ways this week. But is there more context to it than that? Or is that it? No, no, that's it. We should watch it. I, although I have mixed feelings about it. but OK, well, here is the clip that went viral. She's getting off the plane and saying, you guys can stay here and die. But I won't, because that, that MF'er back there, he's not real. What? I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker, 
motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. I hate that we live in a society where people's public meltdowns have to be documented. Like this woman takes too much Ambien and has a cocktail in the airport bar. And then like her life defined by this moment, you know, thank God that all of my drunken stuff was done before people, before everyone had an iPhone. Right. Well, first of all, the idea that this was just a, uh, a substance induced stupor, uh, it has She's been literally slurring her words. It has been revealed who she actually saw. I don't know if you saw the photo. It, uh, this uh, this man does look very reptilian to me. And as was many right all along. as many. Uh, well, I saw the replies to this post. Many people uh, astutely wondered uh, who has bigger boobs, which which <laughs> pair is, is larger in this photo. I do. Huh. I think yeah. this is actually an A.I. picture of Zuck, though, to be fair. I don't I don't think he has. uh I don't think he's quite that well endowed. And apparently Zuck is a, like a legit jujitsu guy now or something. Mm, yeah. He, he's he winning a really fit and threatening. That That's uh, well, Elon Musk is going to he's going to fuck around and find out, I guess, if this all pans we'll out. We'll see if that ever happens. Anyway, a bunch of people have hoaxed this video. Like there was real one really convincing one, even though he said in the TikTok, like at the uh, on the bottom in the description, he's like, this is fake. Um, where he talks about like being on that actual flight. And then he saw this lizard guy whose eyes went sideways. And so people, Oh yeah. <laughs> people were freaking out about that and everything. I don't know. This is one of those things people like want to believe. Um, and a lot of people are also saying that she's missing. Uh, she hasn't been showing up to work and the friends, and the family haven't seen her, but I think she's probably just so embarrassed like, this is something that, like, okay, you, this gets posted on TikTok. It gets, like, a few thousand views. This has 20 million views. It went totally viral. Like, would you expect this to go totally viral? It's not the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. Uh, no, but I think what's so fascinating about it is, the, is that this sort of uh, public outburst is at some level, it's on a level of believability, at least on par with news coverage in general you know like we look at that and we look at your cnn's and we think well i don't know is it really any more outrageous which i think she might have seen a real lizard person it seems as plausible as the rest of the information presented to me i don't know um, airport outbursts and airplane outbursts they're relatively common because people are on drugs because they hate flying like what percentage of people on flights are medicated Xanax. I would assume a Ambien, lot, but this was a alcohol. short flight too. I guess I don't know where she was coming from, though. I, I shouldn't assume that she was just doing. I don't a short know. Maybe she has horrible Texas. flying anxiety, yeah. and she just like really overdid whatever she was on. I think part of what makes us uh, entertain her thoughts is is the world is so crazy. We, we have to wonder who's really crazy anymore. There's that, yeah. and then there was this post about the physiognomy element. And I was curious for your thoughts about this. Cause there's this, this post from philosopher cat, if I'm She's saying that correctly. Um, and this, this tweet reads as follows. People are taking this woman seriously purely because she has good physiognomy. She looks fit, mm -hmm. healthy, and normal. 
If she were slovenly or spoke poorly or had rainbow hair or whatever, everyone would just assume she was off her meds or something. But we all instinctively know that people who are out of touch with reality wear that in their outward appearance, both in the way they carry their physical bodies, but also in how they present themselves. This woman has none of the subtle physical markers that suggest she is mentally unbalanced or a troublemaker when someone who has all the outward markers of normality says she saw something unbelievable. We listen. Totally. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I mean, you can always leave it to Kat to summarize these things so beautifully. She's so smart, especially for a woman. I'm unfamiliar with um, her work. Uh, what does she What does she do? She has some excellent YouTube videos. She's deep in like the the Anglo sphere, like European traditionalism, upholding huh. Western values. Uh, she's an excellent YouTube channel. Um, and her Twitter is, is, is highly insightful, but of course she's right about this. I mean, we, how many, how many plane outbursts have we talked about on this show? Like probably half a dozen. What about that guy with the Burger King crown that called that guy the N word? I don't know if I saw that one. We talked about it on the show. Did we? I guess there's so many. I forgot. I remember several mask episodes during, uh, the mask times on planes and things like that. I don't and know. I, know I, I that... sympathize with people that have plane outbursts because I hate flying so much. And I had a friend who was sober for 20 years and she hated flying. And then she relapsed on a plane because she's like, I can't deal with the anxiety mm. of flying. She got super wasted and she did something like this. Like I, people should I... be defined by their worst drug induced moments. Who gives a fuck? Everyone just cares because this chick is hot. And because we all kind of have this sensation that we're looking at people that are not real. It's this NPC thing. Yeah. Uh, the aliens, we, we like they're, her. That's they're all, why they're all among us. Story. It's like, yeah, yeah, you walk around and you suspect you see these alien people who don't quite fit the norms of what we expect to be human behavior. And it's like, are the aliens really spying on us? Mm. Um, Maybe yeah, she's I, on another level. I know that the simple answer here is correct. The one that you're describing, but it, it I just think it's interesting commentary on the state of society where we entertain this as plausible reality because we're, presented with such silly propaganda otherwise that the official story on everything is automatically suspect, even if the official story in this case is very commonly believable. Yeah, this is a lady yeah, who probably totally. has some sort of uh, some sort of issue with flying and she probably took the wrong pill with the wrong drink and just had a, an outburst. But Yeah, and even in her drug-induced stupor, she was trying to do the right thing for society. She's like, this motherfucker is not real. He's going to hurt you guys. You can stay on this plane if you want to, yeah. but you should get off the plane. I'm just wondering how I would react if I was on that flight. Uh, would I, what would I do? Would I just laugh? Would I be, would I think she's onto something? I'm out of here. I'm getting off. No, the, I would not get off of that. flight. The original guy who posted this said this lady delayed the flight three hours. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, it was just so obvious that she was on drugs. Hmm. Anyway, I hope she can get back to a life of normalcy. If you're watching this, lady, people will forget about this. We should get her on the show. We should get her on the show. Uh, We'll we'll give another impossible assignment to our uh, assistant (laughs) to track down. You get the uh, that motherfucker is not real lady and you got to get LaDonna of it's not against the law. Ho, fuck you fame. And those are the, the two. Uh, LaDonna's not embarrassed. She was back at work the next day. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I know that you've soured on Trump over the years. And I say that as someone who has my own critiques of the man, not as a a super fan. This sure did help. Is is this going to get you back? Uh, Mel Gibson can. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if there's an official endorsement. I would assume that Mel is going to support Trump. I don't know. Maybe not. But 
I don't, if he brings Mel Gibson on as, as his running mate, I assume that actually locks up the blonde vote, that you would, in fact, cast a ballot affirmatively in that case if, if Mel Gibson is oh, on no, the ballot. No, I'm not, you I'm still not wouldn't? Vote. I'm not voting. I would do oh, right. I'm not voting for anything else ever again in my life. Well, you are a woman of principle. I have to hand you that. It's lazy. Uh, <laughs> reports over the weekend say Trump held a private meeting with Mel Gibson this weekend, after attending a UFC event in Las Vegas, celebrity chef Guy Fieri also joined Trump and Gibson. What? Why? Which, uh, I don't know. And everyone's now it just all, turned into a douchebag conference. Uh, everyone's all pissed off at Guy Fieri, too. People who hate Trump now hate Guy Fieri. So I guess he's going to have to deal with that. Uh, Trump also met briefly with Joe Rogan, apparently. And I've not seen reporting to confirm what Gibson and Trump actually discussed. But I hope that Mel Gibson becomes the chief tactical strategist in the coming gay war, because we're going to need that patriot style strategy and skill to win. Um, But Trump's weekend is being juxtaposed with Biden's weekend. And uh, because Biden was at his uh, his his family home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and Biden was just weakly wandering around on the beach with few around him seeming to care about his presence at all. Compare and contrast here. So oh, we got the man. And as you might expect for International Fight Week, a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the former president of the United States, obviously a really good friend of Dana White. Oh my word. I mean, listen, he's a massive, massive fighter. I mean, that just shows how big this event is. <laughs> is he wearing loafers on the beach? I don't know. Uh, I have to say, in oh. fairness, I'm sure that, that Biden was protected by Secret Service from having anyone approach him. Also, in fairness, though, it doesn't look like anyone was trying to approach him in any way. Uh, yeah. Not even for the best cocaine on the beach was anyone interested, it turns out. So. Uh, did you see the Ben and Jerry's tweet on the 4th oh, of July? I saw. Are they still radio silent about this? They haven't said anything as far as I'm aware. But, uh, of course, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, no stranger to tweeting unsolicited, extremely stupid leftist political takes. But uh, this this has to rank right up there in their dumbest posts of all time. On the 4th, Ben and Jerry's tweeted, This 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now along with a, a link. If you click the link here, it goes to their website. And it says that the U.S. was funded on, on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, we'll commit to returning it. And the, 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 um, the page that, that they actually are hosting explains that the land Mount Rushmore is on in the Black Hills was stolen. And the website advocates that we return Mount Rushmore to the Lakota Indian tribes. And what you can do, what the action that they're advocating for you to take is you can sign this very important petition that is for sure going to accomplish returning Mount Rushmore to the Lakota people. Uh, the problem for Ben and Jerry's is that their headquarters in Burlington, Vermont, also exists on stolen land by this logic. So Don Stevens, what, is that really his name? His name can't be like calls out ice cream bullshit or something like that. He <laughs> He needs to have a good Indian name. Don Stevens? Anyway, someone get this man a, a good Indian name. Uh, he is the chief of the Nolgigan Band of the Kusuk Abenaki Nation. You just made that up. That's what, his, that's what Newsweek here says. This is one of the four tribes descended from the Abenaki that are recognized in Vermont. 
He um, he tells Newsweek this week that he is always interested in reclaiming the stewardship of tribal lands, including those of Ben and Jerry's headquarters in Burlington. Stevens says the company, in fact, has never approached his tribe or him personally with any sort of discussion or offer on that sort of thing. In fact, Ben and Jerry's is uh, currently not responding to uh, to calls to return their headquarters land to the tribe. Newsweek contacted Ben and Jerry's to inquire on Friday. They have not heard back. So funny, like all communists, it's always someone else who owes something. It's not the commie himself. Justice is always achieved by stealing someone else's stuff, never offering your own. But the uh, thing I got to say about Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you got to tell me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, trust me, they're one of the most insufferable companies out there. I do not purchase their ice cream as a general rule. I just don't want to support these people. That's one of my shame because it's GD delicious. That's the thing. The people responding and saying, oh, it's like mediocre ice cream. Okay, we all know their ice cream is the best. It it just is. I I like Haagen-Dazs. I like some of the competitors. Ben and Jerry's has some of the best ice cream ever made if not the best ice cream inventive flavors i don't have to you know one of them has no sense of taste (laughs) well well, i guess he what does he do for the business he does the accounting or something no i don't know i mean i guess he comes up with these crazy ideas and then the other one tastes it and i know they sold to some whatever you know conglomerate they're not (sighs) they're not owned by the original guys anymore but uh the point i'm making i i'm just not going to pretend that their ice cream sucks i'm just going to say i i hold off from purchasing it because of their their rules but i don't know i feel like haagen pe- is pretty good though haagen five is yeah, so good ben and jerry's cookie dough man it's uh it's elite nobody oh, everybody God. else's cookie dough is is proportionally wrong there's not enough cookie dough and the cookie dough pieces are too small ben and jerry's does it right but i don't i don't need it i don't need it because of this bullshit you're a man of principle who owns it now uh <laughs> I don't know. So some Budweiser. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, maybe, maybe Anheuser-Busch will buy it up. It's probably uh, not as damaged as their flagship product <laughs> yeah, anyway. Really. All right. Well, it's time to talk the story of the week. And that is cocaine discovered in the white house. And the official story about where it was discovered has changed no less than three times throughout the week. Uh, yeah. What is the official? Well, I guess let's walk through the timeline of the explanation and what the explanation is as of now. Okay. So they found this cocaine during a routine patrol. This was reported by the secret service and they were closed Sunday evening after a secret service agents discovered it. And first they said it was inside, um, a work area. And then they had to test it because they're like, maybe this is anthrax or something else. And then it came up yellow, which means that it's a it's cocaine. And yeah, okay, so everybody stopped freaking out about it being anthrax, but then the story started to change. So first they were like, it was found in the library. It sounds like, like I'm playing Clue or something. And then- Hey, that was my serviceman. joke. You can't just- What? Did you, was that in there? <laughs> I said that at the start of the show. All oh, right. did you? Sorry. I, Carry on. I wasn't paying attention to your joke. What the- I wouldn't f- have stepped on you there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I was dealing with my dog. Um. So first they, they said it was in the library and then the secret service spokesman later said it was in the West wing, but now a bunch of people uh, that have been involved in the inquiry say that it was found in a cubby 
near the White House's West Executive entrance, not the formal West Wing lobby, which was what was previously reported, although it was first reported in the library. So where the important I don't know people about go this. in. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but right for the show, before our show, I like to watch View of Barnes. Um, and Barnes was saying that like it's incredibly stringent uh, search and pat down for everybody that goes into the White House. Except for Except for the Biden of, family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people sneak drugs into rehab and their butt cracks. So like, is it out of the realm of possibility that this was a non-Biden family member? No. It not impossible. Been. Probably just less likely. But it less likely. We already know. And who puts it in their <laughs> butt, but then takes it out and puts it in a cubby once they're inside? That's true. Yeah. That would be a weird sequence of events. Also, I bet a lot of people at the White House are doing drugs. Did they test it for butt smell? Did it smell That's like true. a butt? Yeah. We don't know. It sounds like they didn't do their due diligence. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's more likely than not that this is not the Biden family. It pains me to say that. Interesting. Okay. That was, that's Ted Cruz's speculation, which we'll get to later. I know that the easy answer is it was Hunter. Obviously it was Hunter. And I yeah. just got done saying the simple explanation is probably the correct one with respect to the, the airplane lady. And I'm, I'll probably stick with that in this case. But not only has the story shifted from where it was discovered, at least implicitly through NBC's reporting, and their reporting was behind um, this final step in in saying that it was discovered in this in this uh, more secure part of the uh, the West Executive entrance. There, the reporting from NBC implicitly blamed Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris's people saying, yeah, this entrance here, it's where all the important people come in. It's not accessible to just anybody. And it's right by where Kamala Harris's car is parked, apparently. And now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the situation room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West executive drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. I don't know. I mean, they said it's a heavily trapped area, and I believe that. How many staffers are working late nights? How many interns are in this area of the White House? Like. It's just somebody that's trying to get more work done, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a high-stress job covering for Biden, and so you really need a pick-me-up to get through it. Yeah, and then they got paranoid, and then they, they dumped it somewhere. I like to believe that this is the White House covering for Hunter by throwing Kamala under the bus. That's if, what if I... If were Hunter, though, wouldn't they have... They would have stopped the story from getting out. When I heard this, I was like, why did they ever let the story get out? Well, uh, it has been incredibly damaging on Corinne Jean-Pierre and company as they've tried to explain it, as we'll get to. Um, but I will I will make a brief aside to say, is it all that far fetched to think that Kamala Harris is, in fact, doing cocaine? Because <laughs> drugs would be an excellent defense or at least explanation for some of her most bizarre behavior and storytelling. Frankly, uh, she had another one last weekend. And uh, it, it became news this week, but it was last Friday. She was at uh, a music festival in New Orleans discussing apparently the definition of the word culture, complete with her trademark uh, nonsensical rambling uh, and cackling really about nothing in particular. Well, I think culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And... 
and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we, what the hell does that mean? We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. That was nonsensical, but that's also not a woman on uppers. It's <laughs> a woman so. on pills, maybe some alcohol. That's not how people run cocaine. All right. I still think drugs are a pretty good explanation in general, but maybe not this particular drug. Not this particular drug. Have what you ever been around somebody by... on cocaine? They're so annoying. It I mean, com- not like annoying like that. But... I guess you'll be shocked to learn that my experience with people on cocaine is pretty minimal. No. Yeah. But uh, this, this, uh, it comes in the morning bit. I understand sort of her thing is just, it's like she's trying, she sounds like a student trying to, trying to write an essay and reach the page count or the word count, just filling up a paragraph with nonsense about a particular topic. I get that. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't discount the possibility that she's just dumb. What does she mean by it comes in the morning though? That That's one case where I, I have no idea what you're talking about actually. Was and she then talking she just- about joy? Joy comes in the morning. Ha ha ha. ha. I, I mean, okay. I don't understand why that's funny either, but I get that it's not necessarily funny. It's just that she does that when she realizes she's talking nonsense. It's kind of a tick. Anyway, whatever the, the truth here is, um, a good indicator that the White House isn't telling it is that they can't decide on a consistent message to explain it. Even if the message truthfully is, we don't know. You are allowed right. to say that if if that's the truth. We don't know who did this. That's not exactly what they're saying, though. Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates was asked about whose cocaine it is and if he can definitively at least say it does not belong to a Biden. And he refused to answer, instead invoking the Hatch Act, which is federal law that prohibits federal employees from politicking on the job. Former President Trump has made some pretty wild posts uh, recently on social media. Uh, one of them was that uh, the cocaine found in the White House was had belonged to either the president or his son. Are you willing to say that that's not the case, that they don't belong to them? I, I don't have uh, a response to that because we have to be careful about the Hatch Act. Uh, what I will say is that I have noticed there does seem to be some increasing frustration coming from that corner in general. Uh, And I think it is probably rooted in the contrast between their substantive policy records. Huh. Okay. Uh, What's weird about that answer is Bates says he can't answer because to describe, to discuss Trump would be to politic on the job. He can't, he can't do that, but he then proceeds to politic on the job by discussing policy (laughs) differences with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. which makes no sense at all. Uh, not to mention that this White House communications team frequently criticizes the people they call MAGA Republican extremists. Last year, former White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain was retweeting Democratic political action committees promoting Biden and other Democratic campaigns, though in fairness, he did actually get in trouble for that one. Uh, but at no other point does this White House in general shy away from campaigning from the White House podium Except for, of course, when it's convenient to come up with an excuse to get out of explaining something unpleasant like this. So that was Thursday. 
And then uh, on Friday, we had a, a reporter from the New York Post ask Corrine Jean-Pierre again to clarify, Corrine Jean-Pierre, can you in fact confirm that the cocaine does not belong to the Biden family? And Corrine Jean-Pierre says it's irresponsible to even ask that question because the Bidens were not in fact at the White House at the time. I'm just asking again, can we just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And uh, and so I got to call that out here, as you know, and media outlets reported this. The Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. Ah, God, I hate her so much, but she's so hot. (laughs) Well, speaking of Megan Rapino looking rough for her age, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre is, in fact, several years older than Megan Rapino, which is hard to believe. You could convince convince me she's 20 or 75. She's, I think, mid-40s, maybe upper 40s. She looks like the most beautiful African cabbage patch doll. I wish she never opened her, her she's mouth. 48. 48, yeah, she Kareem Jean-Pierre. Black don't crack. Black don't crack. Uh, well, um, so Kareem Jean-Pierre uh, previously implied <sighs> that some, some tourists were to blame for the cocaine. On Wednesday, she said the cocaine was discovered in a heavily uh, traveled area, as you mentioned, in the White House, where many visitors come through. Despite that, not being uh, strictly true, it might be heavily traveled insofar as staff are going in and around that area, but it's not heavily traveled by visitors or tourists in general. NBC's reporting later in the week said this area is only accessible yeah. to the uh, high society people of the White House. But uh, the other presumably problem, would have everybody would have been searched in that area. All visitors. That's what they're saying. Reliable mm-hmm. sources tell me. I don't know much about White House security. Do you know how the story even got out? Uh, I don't know who broke the story, actually. No, I do not. Uh, that uh, that one I don't. But um, the other problem with Corrine Jean-Pierre's explanation here is uh, that that's the, the her story about the Bidens not being there is at least partially untrue. So when she talks about other people being irresponsible, what's irresponsible here is the White House refusing to answer the question and then being irresponsible enough to say something that's not strictly true, at least in the, in the way she... Uh, described it according to multiple reporters on Friday, June 30th, the Bidens, including Jill, baby Bo. I don't who, who's baby Bo. Do they, is that one of their dogs or maybe? Ooh, that's gross. It's weird. Who, Cause Bo obviously is, is, is Joe Biden's deceased son, but who's baby Bo? Can you imagine. Or do they have a, a grandson a, named Bo? Is that the case? I don't know. I hope it's not a dog. I don't know. I don't know who Baby Bo is, but Baby Bo and Hunter Biden, they all climbed into the, into the presidential SUV to depart the White House at 6.34 p.m. They apparently went to... Uh, uh, they were going to Camp David, but they traveled through what fort? Uh, fort McNair to Camp David. And it's not just reporters say. There is, in fact, a photo, courtesy of the Associated Press, of Joe and Hunter walking to their helicopter... Um, at Fort McNair uh, uh, when they're uh, after they left the White House. So the timing, the, f- the timing of the photo lines up with what reporters say they saw the president and his family leaving at uh, 630 or so on Friday night. So they were, in fact, there on Friday. She said they weren't here Friday. 
they weren't here Saturday. They weren't here Sunday. It sounds like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's true. Not necessarily Friday. Um, but uh, the Bidens weren't gone for long in any case. They were back at the White House Tuesday for the White House Fourth of July party. I know the simple explanation is uh, is probably true, as I said. Um, but I, 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 so I'm not saying it's not Hunter. I also think that maybe some of these clips are, I don't know. I don't think that they're conclusive evidence or really convincing evidence, but you tell me, uh, because Hunter was there on the balcony with, uh, Joe and Jill. And, uh, people are saying this is really weird behavior for even Hunter Biden. He was running his fingers through his hair. He was looking erratic. He was, uh, rubbing his nose before leaving. And then Jill, looks very concerned when he does leave. Excuse the poor audio. That is all C-SPAN's fault, not mine. In fact, there's no audio to start. But there he is, looking kind of weird. Walks off, kind of rubbing his nose. And then Jill looks either mesmerized mesmerized by the fireworks or very concerned. Yeah, he's a cocaine addict. What's the what's the deal here? Actually, he might have done a line, and the cocaine wasn't his at all. They're not. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't Jeez, know. Am I the only person that doesn't think this is a very big deal? Uh, it's more. I, I would say the 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 cover up is uh, is uh, worse than the crime in this particular yeah. case. It would seem. Well, shouldn't they? They probably should have just been like, "Oh, thank God, it's not anthrax," and then just not addressed it. I just. I want to know the truth to see how it relates to everything they've said. Is it the scandal of the century that someone had a dime bag? I would say no. In fact, I'm sure it's probably not the first time that drugs have been in the White House, in the secure areas of the White House. I would say that with confidence. You know, JFK used to live in the White House. (laughs) But this happening in combination with a White House that lectures us about and being on the up and up in every way possible otherwise, and who refuses if refuses to give us a straight answer on this and then lectures us as somehow irresponsible for asking. Yeah, I want to know the truth in that context. It's not at this point, it's not really about the cocaine, strictly speaking. It's about understanding the way these people spin things. It's more about that. Well, no, I mean, we should use every available opportunity as ammunition to destroy the Biden administration. I mean, don't get me wrong here. Just like morally and ethically and because of the safety of the people in the White House, I kind of think this is a, hmm. kind of a nothing burger. But yeah, we should weaponize the shit out of this for sure. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Biden traded a gun for that cocaine in uh, additional <laughs> violation of federal law. And nobody cares about that. Oh, Hunter. But and I, it's just that that footage on the balcony there. It's like that might be the most normal he's looked in years, though. I mean, I, I don't it know. It looks like shit. He's terrible. Have you seen his teeth? They look way better than they used to. Ugh. Anyway, he's rich and then does crack. Like you have to be so live, like down and out living on the edge, man. He likes to live dangerously. Uh, but I mentioned some uh, expertise about White House security. Well, Dan Bongino, of course, is a former uh, Secret Service guy. He says the only possible explanation for the cocaine in the White House is the Biden family. And he says this is because there's no chance the cocaine would make it past the security checkpoints elsewhere. And only the family bypasses those checkpoints. As far as how he would know this, Dan Bongino was in the Secret Service from 1999 to 2011, assigned specifically to the Presidential Protection Division beginning in 2006, where he remained until he left the agency 12 or so years ago. So assuming that the operation has remained mostly the same, Dan Bongino wouldn't know. 
And um, maybe uh, maybe the the obvious answer is mm. correct. This was a family thing. But uh, but Ted Cruz is not convinced uh, like you. He actually thinks it, it probably was a staffer and not Hunter Biden who's behind the cocaine uh, on his podcast. The verdict, Ted said, what is bizarre is they say we can't figure out who it is. Now we'll say something odd, which is there. Are, there's lots of speculation on Twitter. Oh, a bag of cocaine in the White House. It's got to be Hunter's. You know, my guess it is probably my guess is it probably isn't Hunter's. We know that Hunter has a drug problem. We know that he has used cocaine and used crack cocaine in the past. But I doubt Hunter Biden is going in the West Wing all that often and going in that entrance all that often, uh, all that often. But how else are the deliveries to the big guy made? And I think that since there are so many deliveries, Hunter Biden probably needs a few uppers to uh, get them in on time. We know how Joe Biden, we, based on the text, we know how they feel when the payments are late. You got to you got to deliver as promised. I, I Truthfully, I actually could believe either. Could I believe that Hunter Biden yeah. or someone associated with him did this? Of course. Could of I course. believe that it's like some assistant of all of them who does in fact have some high stress job who needs a little assistance. Yeah. I could believe that too. Yeah. I just wish these people would be honest. And I just, I mean, it's a pipe dream. What are they going to do? They can, they, they can find everything in the world with remarkable specificity, except for two things, the January 6th pipe bomber and the guy who left cocaine in the white house. Those are the only two things in DC that don't have a camera on them at all time. In fact, the January 6th pipe bomber had several cameras on him. They still can't find him. Yeah. That's and, true. and that is the case in this uh, particular situation too. There are plenty of cameras all over in the white house, as you'd expect, but as MSNBC reports again, in combination with some of their other reporting and covering details in this story, um, this particular area, quote, wasn't necessarily covered by cameras all that well. Oh, dang Come it. Come on. I Everything's covered by cameras. That's so stupid. You know, by virtue of them not producing a fall guy at this late hour, I wonder if it, it must be Hunter. Because if it was some low-level staffer, they totally would have thrown them under the bus by now. Kamala you know is the they have lady. to know who it is. They probably drug tested every single person the second this happened that works for them. I would assume. Uh, but... but we're we're supposed to accept uh, culprit unlikely ever to be found. This as reported by Politico, citing an official, an unnamed official familiar with the investigation, cautioned that the source of the drugs was unlikely to be determined. Uh, and interestingly, there was a, there's one paragraph. Oh, do I not have the? Uh, I guess I don't have the original NBC story up here anymore. But the the story from NBC, which broke that it was found in this particular area of. Um, of the West entrance, the West executive entrance in that story, it said investigators expect to conclude the investigation tomorrow as in Monday, though the inquiry had previously been expected to take a couple of weeks. So it's weird how there are no answers and that's reason to speed up and end the investigation and not extend it. But tomorrow, apparently we might get a formal answer of there is no answer moving on. Sorry. Uh, and that's what we're going to have to accept. Anyway, anything else you have on the great cocaine scandal at the White House? No. Okay. Well, um, we're a little before the hour, but uh, next up we're going to talk about this uh, federal judge issuing an injunction against the Biden administration for all their social media censorship. Oh. But it would be a good time for a break before we do that. Okay. I'm so. going to throw up. 
So you want to read a few super chats? <laughs> I, can, I can do that. Okay. Uh, barf break. She'll be right back. Uh, let me. Uh, well, I guess I could leave the empty chair up. It doesn't matter. All right. I'll, I will take her off just in case there's any splatter that we don't want to see. Uh, over on Rumble, Yakko 1977 says, I saw this, the movie Sound of Freedom. The film was suppressed from release for years, but now the enablers and participants in child sex trafficking seek to discredit the film. They hate being exposed. I have not seen it. I have heard from a few people that it was it was quite good who saw it uh, over uh, the holiday here. I know it, it released on the 4th of July. I'm sure most people are familiar, but this is the Jim Caviezel movie, a movie about child trafficking. Jim Caviezel of Passion of the Christ fame. And uh, they're very, as usual with movies that are made by people who are unpopular in Hollywood or made about topics that are unpopular in Hollywood, uh, there aren't a lot of reviews. There's not a lot of promotion for this movie, but it's still crushed at the box office through this week. In fact, on a, at least on a per theater basis, as in revenue generated um, per showing or at, at each individual theater, it was actually, um, it, it outdid Indiana Jones apparently which uh, is incredibly impressive. So uh, it's one that uh, I guess I should be checking out. And of course, it's interesting to see that uh, somehow talking, talking about human trafficking or child trafficking is bad. That makes you a conspiracy theorist. And uh, if you have concerns about that, you're a bad guy for whatever reason. Also, but also not Ben Goims. OJ Simpson has offered to postpone his search for his wife's killer in order to aid in the search of who left Coke in the White House. Is that true? I know uh, no. that, that reads like a joke. Let me get you. But who knows with OJ? But OJ's Twitter account has had great, hilarious takes for years at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if OJ actually did that. Remember um, a couple of years ago when it was Columbus, Ohio, and the police officer shot. There were there were a couple of young black women in a fight and this police officer responded and one of the young black women was going after the other with a knife like visible on the body camera about to stab her in the throat and the police officer shot her dead right this was and, what a year or two ago yeah and it, and it became a, a black lives matter you know, flashpoint with LeBron right. James tweeting out, uh, you're next or something at the cop. The cop who, in fact, saved a black life in the process. Right. Of He's supposed to let that job. chick stab her. And, uh, and, and O.J. Simpson responded telling LeBron James he needs to wait for the facts about knife crime, which is just hilarious. Uh, he, I think he knew what he was doing, but that's what, I mean, he had to. But that's what made it so, yeah. so funny. Uh, mm. Evil zombie toe. Matt and I once made love just once. Why did you never call, Matt? Why? Well, that is, those are the rules. Those are the rules. You know, I can't. Uh, I, I, it's it's once. Once is the saying. It's not twice, yeah. three times. What the hell happened to my? Hold on, I got to refresh something here. Uh, there we go. I lost my connection to our video share for some reason. Uh, them's the rules, evil zombie toe. And thank you for supporting the show. JD1492, Blonde, uh, have you ever read Mega Lily White's Substack, the article, um, The Official Woman? She argues that the trans and trad movements are two sides of the same coin, an inauthentic caricature. That, that might be true. Yeah, I'm totally out of this, this trad movement thing after S.D. Williams. It was the last straw for me. Like just pearly things and S.D. Williams. I was like, all right, it was officially jumped the shark. 
we can't do this anymore because nobody's really trad these days. Even the most traditional couples that I know, they, there's still some major element of egalitarianism in their, in their marriage. Like it's just something we have to accept about society today. And do you think it's as fraudulent as transgenderism or no, but there's a major element of, of fraudulence. Hmm. Like just look at SD Williams, like, ta- like talking about making, like it's, it's all about dresses and making cakes and serving her husband. But, it, but then she's got these like big fake tits. She's like clearly a giant whore. And this is all about her self-promotion and people telling her that she's hot and everything like that. I'm like, this is just, this is all, all this, this entire trad movement is just about female self-promotion. Hmm. That's really what this is about, which is the most anti-trad thing, right? I don't, I don't know place. anything about that community. It's not my uh, area of the internet that I, I don't know. Involve I, myself my goal in, is for white families to have the maximum number of children that they can handle and then not get divorced. And I think the best way for us to do that is to accept that in modern culture and modern marriages, some level of egalitarianism is bound to creep in. Do you know anybody that's in a truly traditional marriage where the woman is genuinely submissive and godly, genuinely a virgin when she's married, does all of the cooking and cleaning and makes no money and really genuinely does not um, rebel. She's not in a state of rebellion. With I don't know. As always, there's an ideal to which you should aim. And I don't know that I want to uh, call someone a fraud for having past deviations from that and then realizing later that they were pursuing something false and changing the ways. I think where you call someone a fraud is if you're presenting something to the public, but in fact, intentionally living a lifestyle contrary to that, that that's well, what Yeah. Would... But of course that's happening in these, in these trad yeah, marriages. I don't know, but... Like by virtue of SD Williams showing her tits online, it's, it's anti-traditional. A, a trad woman would never be on the internet ever under any circumstances. It would be forbidden. No true trad. And as we'll get to no true tranny would ever commit a mass shooting in Philadelphia. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. This is my favorite story. Uh, just a couple, and then we'll get to uh, YouTube and uh, Tippy. Matt and I once made soap. He promised me he'd leave my balls tingling, but he didn't warn me my ass would tingle too. Well, okay. Thank you for that. Why are you gay? Hottie Twerkman. Yummy Ben and Jerry's ingredients include canola oil, yag, uh, yag, egg yolks, uh, soybean oil, eggs, guar gum, unpronounceable. That's Carrageenan? Yeah, whatever. Uh, ben is the mouthfeel guy and the B.O. sniffer. Ah, the yummy, yummy mouthfeel of egg yolks. Hey, I didn't say um, that they're, they're choosing the highest quality ingredients per se. It's just that uh, whatever mouth formula feel. they got going, it's, uh, it's, it's goddamn delicious. Can't People would say mouthfeel should... Face the wall. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you guys on Rumble. We're all set over there. Over on uh, D Live, Mr. Nargis, thanks for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Really quick on Odyssey here. Um, Matt, uh, oh, this is about what Blonde gave the Gremlins review. Um, Blonde's scores are not usually included. They're not. Usually they're not included in my reviews. I don't add that detail. But if you go to the movie review page, you will find the data for all of the movie reviews ever made. And uh, that spreadsheet will have all of Blonde's scores on it. I love Gremlins. Because yeah, you remember of what you gave not it? He's so curious. subtle racial tones. I'm pretty sure I gave it four. But the I... racial tones of Gremlins. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, we talked well, about it at the time. I, I, I'll have to refresh my memory. No, Gremlins um, is a great classic movie. What I did you give it? Do you remember? I think I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we're all set uh, on Odyssey. Thank you, Blankets. Uh, we're gonna, uh, let's uh, grab some on YouTube and Tippy, and then we'll get back to the news. Thank you, audience, for sticking with me. I should. I, I'm almost done with my first trimester, so I'm hoping that this morning sickness clears up. Although I have a lot of friends that took it all the way through their second trimester, so I'm I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen. It's really interfering with the show. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is Shut a disaster. Up, silly woman. You're not even trad. Just read the chats. <laughs> I'm not trad. I am pregnant, though. That's got to count for something. Yeah. Also, look at my dress. Come on. It's a nice dress. I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, sir. Wicked Masshole. Idea. Share old Matt Christensen. Call of video videos. Call of duty I am videos. not going to be niggardly. As a joke, people watch one video and then get something very different when they look further. Might be good for a laugh. I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Uh, thank you, iBot. And um, man, do I have a favorite of my old Call of Duty videos? Well, there are so many and they're they're funny for their own sake of just people yelling uh, crazy things at you on the Internet, which is has always been hilarious to me. But they they there are favorites to me for other reasons, too, because it's a particular. It's a window into a time in my life where I shared that was like as 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 sad and uh, kind of wrong as that is that is how I maintained my friendships and my connection with my brother in that period of my life. I'm, I'm as much as I'm glad I'm not sucked into video games anymore currently. And I'm glad to have what I ha- have in the form of a family and all of that. That's a much better. It was a carefree time. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's still, uh, there's a lot of emotional connection to me. So my measure of what favorite is would probably be different than what the average viewers would be. But I will say my favorite insults that someone sincerely called my friends and, and me once was, um, uh, he, he said, you racist faggot because my friend said something racially insensitive and he meant it. He wasn't even being ironic. Well, he, uh, he called him a racist faggot. So that was my favorite one. I can't remember exactly what video that was. So I couldn't, well, you are a racist it. faggot. Yeah. So, that, was, that just sounds like truth. Just truth. Robin <laughs> D. Banks. Uh, and Knuckle Hunky Buck and I once made love. He grabbed me from behind and censored by Biden while pulling my hair and censored by Biden. And then he censored by Biden. All good parts are gone. It was disgusting. Well, Biden he, took away everything that was uh, worth reading, apparently. He really did. And you um, said that through twice. So hmm. uh, let me know. That's a big game, about. man. Robin, game. yeah, if, if that was unintentional, I can uh, take care of that for you. So just send me an email as always. Hold them all right. High truth seekers, it appears that the Chinese, by malice or negligence, you never know what the Chinese do, <laughs> unleashed a war bug that was cooked with U.S. tax dollars still. I don't think it's fair to condemn the whole program due to a single slip up. <laughs> uh, yeah, they yeah. probably had, they had some good things in the works. If only they could have seen it through. Anyway, uh, thank you, Holden, as always. Let's do a few more. Tortuga, how did the White House turn into a game of Clue? It was Mr. Green in the library with the candlestick. Seriously, how can they not know who brought Coke to the most guarded building in the world? Uh, yeah. Well, they know. They Of course they know. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is this so coughing shame. or barfing? What are we dealing with? I here? don't know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, they know. They just uh, they don't want us to know that they know, and they don't want us to know who is really responsible. But uh, thank you, Tortuga. Are you good to carry JRC1. on? Crazy and mass this morning at another Catholic church debunked back then as well as now. They had mask wearing notices. What? How is that even possible? I wonder, I wonder where this was. 
Anyway, uh, thank you, JRC. I'm sorry to hear it. Uh, we should circle back. Okay, we will. Uh, we'll stop there. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the show. And we'll get back um, into. I'll have the to news. just circle back with you. Uh, starting with, well, more Biden administration news. And specifically, uh, well, it's really news that everyone knows is happening, but the White House denies. So it's kind of it's exactly like the cocaine thing, just a different uh, variety of the same story, Um, because we've known this has been happening for a long time. That being their their involvement in their encouragement of censorship on social media on behalf of their perspectives or agendas. Yeah, Um, we know that they've been working with social media companies since Biden's inauguration to censor posts contrary to uh, what they want. And we know this already because Jen Psaki herself said it from the podium very early on. It was one of her first press conferences. She said, yeah, we work with Facebook and uh, we tell them which COVID misinformation we'd like them to remove. And somehow that was not particularly controversial with the members of the press in the room at the time, though that was completely outrageous for a member of the federal government to say from a, an official government podium without fear of any um, First Amendment pushback, to put it politely. So we know it because of Jen Psaki. We know it because Mark Zuckerberg said it on Joe Rogan's show. Oh, yeah, the FBI, they come over to Facebook all the time and they tell us that certain stories are uh, Russian disinformation when we should probably crack down on them. <laughs> and we also know it because they tried to set up an entire disinformation governance board with crazy eyes uh, Mary Poppins lady who's, of course, now suing Fox News for saying exactly what they were saying they were going to do before they shut down the whole operation and just rebranded it to do it anyway. And so now we have a federal judge saying, um, yeah, hey, uh, Biden is, in fact, doing that and he should stop. And the Biden administration is going to keep arguing and appealing, saying, "Uh, no, we we really like working with social media to delete your post and we're going to keep trying to do that. And somehow we're going to argue that's constitutionally square. So the context here is that there's a federal lawsuit from the attorneys general in Louisiana and Missouri to stop the Biden administration from doing all of that social media censorship activity. And on Tuesday, the judge on the case, Terry A. Doughty, Doughty, go with Doughty. Uh, He issued a ruling that held that, uh, quote, the censorship alleged in this case almost exclusively targeted conservative speech, though some of the censorship transcended party lines, he said. But he continued. Evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario during the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty. The United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. So it's very interesting because that's exactly the language that Nina Jankowitz is suing Fox News over. We never intended. We were never going to do that. They made it up. Now you got a federal judge saying the exact same thing as he defaming Nina Jankowitz and company here? I don't know. Yes. Uh, but the judge, uh, the, the consequence here is that the judge issued an injunction barring multiple government agencies and specific administration officials, including Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, HHS Secretary uh, Zab... Uh, can I read his stupid name? I know Joe, Joe Biden can't pronounce it. Xavier Becerra or... Um, uh, Jose Diarrhea, I think, is what Joe Biden says. His name, <laughs> Jose Diarrhea, Jorge Taqueria, Xavier Becerra. It's one of those. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy and others from meeting with or contacting 
social media companies for the purpose of encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech. In other words, constitutionally protected speech. The judge says um, the government's actions are, of course, a likely First Amendment violation. It's not necessarily the government doing the censorship directly. It's the government working with a private third-party actor and saying, you know, it'd be great if you could uh, delete those things that the state does not approve of. So, of course, the Biden administration is appealing this injunction because they need these censorship meetings Uh, To keep everyone safe, that's what they're going with. Oh, you couldn't possibly stop us from doing this because that's going to impede the government's ability to tackle foreign malign, foreign uh, influence campaigns like the um, the Russian disinformation that we're all right right. uh, supposed to be scared of. It's going to stop our ability to prosecute crimes. I don't understand how. How is your ability to delete a Facebook post? How is that related to your ability? to prosecute crimes anyway ensure national security and provide accurate information to the public on matters like health care and elections if they can't delete your posts uh, the government's purposes are going to be severely compromised but it's already having immediate consequence uh, because the state department is now canceling its weekly meetings with facebook not just this week. Apparently they have the State Department has a meeting every Wednesday with Facebook and what? it's canceled this last week and it's canceled on an ongoing basis into the future pending further guidance. Now, what exactly goes on at the regular Wednesday meeting between the State Department and Facebook? That's what Elon Musk wanted to know in response to this news. And we don't necessarily have a formal explanation just yet, but no matter what the answer is, that's kind of the point. A relationship this cozy between federal government officials and the social media companies is suspicious for its own sake, even if it's just an ice cream of social course. where they're all friends. Which it's not. It's just a way that they can send their conservatives more efficiently. According to this reporting in Red States, uh, what happened at least at this, what was supposed to happen at Wednesday's particular State Department Facebook meeting was uh, a discussion of, quote, 2024 election preparation and hacking threats, which, of course, means um, preparations to eliminate the hacking threat of you, the uh, the guy with the edgy opinions. Questioning the official narrative um, on the Internet. You're the hacking threat. And it is worth emphasizing, as this article does, that this injunction only blocks federal officials from encouraging or advocating removal of posts that are constitutionally protected speech. So it's, it doesn't actually ban the meeting necessarily. It's just, you can't meet and tell them to delete this. Assuming this is constitutionally protected speech. That's all the judge said. So two ways to interpret this. Well, the feds are just being overly cautious, being careful not to get anywhere near the line of their constitutional restrictions. Cause that's what they do in all other contexts, as we know, or, It would be because they know the whole point of the meeting was to encourage the removal of posts that are constitutionally protected free speech. And they just, well, I mean, if we can't tell you what to delete, why bother? We, we We don't really need to have the meeting at all, I suppose. So we'll see how this, uh, develops, um, depending on how this appeal process goes. And again, just to emphasize, this is the justice department on behalf of the president of the United States, appealing in court for the supposed 
necessity and or right to delete your post on the internet, arguing that is in fact constitutionally square. That's what's going on here. And they want the ability to continue doing that deletion while this case is litigated. Depending on how that appeal develops, this could actually be in front of the Supreme Court in short order and we'll get uh, some sort of conclusion to this particular story that way. I um I would like to think that Biden is going to be in trouble in front of this uh, Supreme Court, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily be extremely confident with that. I could see some sort of weaselly answer from Roberts and company. Yeah. About how, well, really, it's just the government exercising its own free speech by telling them we don't like <laughs> this post. And then it's their own private decision. Would you even to- be surprised by that? I don't think so. If I was making a bet, I would bet that that this this case would generally go against the Biden administration, but I would I would not do that confidently. It's like 60-40 to me. So, yeah, okay. it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. And then we get more Kareem or not Kareem Jean-Pierre. Sorry, Jumanji Brown Jackson. We get Jumanji Brown Jackson <laughs> text to read again if that happens. Yeah. Why are they interchangeable to me? They don't they don't even look anything alike. But uh, uh, they're stupid black chicks. <laughs> okay, that's got to be it. I mean, you just said they're. Do no, they have anything else in it's, common? It's because they have uh, three names and they all run together. Oh, it's the three names. Thing. Jesus, Good save, buddy. S- speak for yourself. I, I'm. I respect Jumanji. <laughs> what is her name? I can never remember. Uh, it, it's Katanji, not to be confused with Jen Saki's mispronunciation, Kentaji or Miss Miss. Uh, she didn't pronounce it that way. She wrote it that way in a tweet. Kentaji. I I feel for Jen Saki though because it's a stupid name that doesn't exist. It's Katanji, Katanji. Brown Jackson. Yeah, Jumanji Brown Jackson. Kareen Jean Pierre. I see how this happened. Yeah. That's how I mixed it up. Well, hey, speaking of black chicks, a black chick went on a rampage. That's no, a I not for you. A not black chick went on a rampage. Yes, Kim Brady Carricker. That's his man name, by the way, Kim Brady. Kim Brady. That's why he, his parents named him something stupid, and then he had to become a tranny. Uh, maybe, um, maybe you cracked the case. Went on a rampage with a pistol in an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. Mm. Killed five black men, and two black children were severely injured, including a two-year-old shot in the leg four times. One of the the black people, the black adults that died, not adult, fifteen, age fifteen. There was a two-year-old shot in the leg four times with an AR-15 and survived. That's what you're telling me? Uh, or the pistol. I don't know. Oh, okay. Could have been either or. Still, I mean, a two-year-old shot. No, that shot... would just disintegrate your leg if you got shot in the leg. I would assume. Uh, that's Even really incredible that that child survived, I guess, regardless of what firearm was used. Uh, the shooting was seemingly random. And then he um, went in pursuit. Uh, police caught him on foot and he's in custody now. So they're interviewing him. They're like, bro, why'd you do this? And he straight up just tells the police that the shooting spree was an attempt to help them address the city's gun violence and that God would be sending more people to help and that he killed people that were going to, in future, commit more gun violence. So he is a biblical extremist. They're right. Uh, He was super religious, but he also was clearly insane. Hmm. Um, And a tranny or transvestite or transsexual. I don't know the terminology anymore. Well, um, there are some uh, awfully odd photos of this particular guy on his now scrubbed Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like he's done any hormone therapy. It looks like he's just kind of in drag. 
he looks like he's done some kind of therapy. And do we know how old this guy is? I mean, he's he's, he's 40. Well, he do you think if, so? Because the boobs look like they didn't look real. I mean, they looked like they were. Um, I'm, like maybe inserts. that's a, like a padded bra. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I what I'm saying is anything. if Corinne Jean-Pierre proves that black don't crack, this guy is the counter case. The this is very yeah. cracked black. And uh, I'm guessing it's not just the cracks in his face. It might be the drugs consumed to produce that effect. That's true. I did get a lot of pushback for that. For that Kareem Jean-Pierre uh, saying that she's hot. Am I wrong about this? I, like, I've always thought like, wow, that she's very beautiful and dumb. I, I think that she, uh, I think that she's perfectly she's aesthetically fine. I don't have a problem with her. I have a problem with the things that she says. I don't have a problem with oh, her yeah, appearance. Totally. But. I mean, she's not stacked like Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki. <laughs> Jen Psaki, I don't get, actually. Jen Psaki, no, uh, no. no. No, I get Jen Psaki. You know, she's she's a redhead, so you, you know that she's insane. And then she just has, like, these big pillowy tits, just, like, crazy huge tits. All right, well. If you're into to redheads with big boobs, then that, that's... I guess if that's your type, fair enough. Oh, and then everybody's saying that this guy's not trans because of a technicality or whatever, and that he was actually... Um, a white Christian conservative or something, right? I didn't hear the claims that he's actually white, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> the way this has gone. Uh, you're right. Um, so uh, according to The Advocate, which is, of course, an LMNOP activist publication, um, <laughs> despite what you can see with your own eyes here, uh, this guy is not, in fact, transgender. Why? Because the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office says so. Through reporting by the New York Times, quote, there was some confusion initially about Mr. Carricker's gender identity. And in a news conference on Tuesday, authorities used the pronouns they them to describe him. So that's very interesting. In the initial press conference, they said they them to refer so they to were this. On it. I guess the question is, did they say that because of ambiguity or did they say that with some knowledge that this person prefers the pronouns they them? They only would have said it if they had some knowledge. That's very weird because didn't they catch this guy right away too? He, he Oh yeah, he sh- like immediately. It yeah. wasn't like he was on the run and they were, the suspect was No, unknown. like he killed a bunch of people and then he's like, do, 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 do. And then they like tackled him and caught him immediately. I could see a situation yeah. where there's a shooting. You don't know who did it. You're trying to catch the person and you refer to them generically as them because you don't in fact know who the person is. This no, was this not was a that. gender thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was not that. So the use of the they them pronouns is, in fact, pretty weird. But on Wednesday, officials from the district attorney's office said they had no information indicating that the suspect considered himself anything but male. Well, then why didn't you say he him then? But um, the Facebook account with the photos suggesting otherwise has, of course, been scrubbed, as I mentioned. And in fact, this is all Tucker Carlson's fault. That's that's what's going on here. Uh, on some of the social media posts that are now deleted or, or scrubbed, uh, he praised Tucker Carlson. So this guy's a right wing extremist. And according to a relative of this guy, uh, this relative called him a biblical extremist. So that settles that this is actually right wing politics at work in Philadelphia here. And and of course, we can trust the DA's office, right? Because the DA is just a humble, apolitical servant of the oh, law yeah. and the facts. Well, there is, of course, some evidence to suggest that the DA might not be the most reliable source of information here. Asa Khalif is a Black Lives Matter activist who serves on the DA office's LMNOP advisory committee, and he insists that the shooter 
is not trans. So this is the guy speaking on behalf of the district attorney's office. The district attorney's office is the source that says this guy definitively is not trans. And in fact, says this activist, trans people are actually the victims in this entire scenario for being unfairly portrayed by conservatives. And the portrayal itself is, in fact, violence. Here's what he had to say about the case. There is a nasty, violent, in terms of verbal and written words, um, spewed by the conservative press um, regarding the shooter. There are certain pictures that are circulating. Some of you may are be aware of those pictures. Uh, have the, the shooter in one picture as male and other pictures dressed in female uh, attire or female um, outfits. They have used those pictures to attack trans people and particularly trans women of color. The suspect or the shooter has not identified themselves as trans. They have only identified themselves as male. And we will not allow conservative bigots to use that type of language. Dude, it's a it's a difference without a distinction, right? It's a dude dressing up as a woman and going around as a woman. In any other situation, they'd be like, that he's one of ours. Like that's tranny, right? But they're like, well, he didn't say until he shoots people. Then you don't have to uh, accept him as he is. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. This guy was clearly insane, but this is clearly one of theirs. Okay. This guy at the podium. This is on you guys. This guy at the podium might be more insane as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And what is that thing on his, on his left? I don't know. I have no idea what I'm looking at with half the people. Can I get a guess from you? I I would like to know what you think. I'm going to guess that is a, that is a biological female trans. So trans man, trans man. That's That's my guess. Yeah. But um, his quote here, it it was violent in terms of verbal and written words. That is not a thing. It's a total contradiction. Uh, That's um, it was talking about somebody who murdered six strangers of his own race in cold blood. And you want to talk about violence in terms of verbiage? (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. It was blue in terms of red. It was loud in terms of quiet. It was fast in terms of slow. It being words precludes it. From being physical violence, uh, you yes. retard. Uh, and, and a point of law for this district attorney representative, uh, we, and when I say we, I include myself on the list of conservative bigots because that's how I'd be characterized. Uh, we are, uh, quote unquote, allowed, as you phrase it, we're allowed to use whatever words we want, you psychopath. When he says, yeah. we're not going to allow them to say these words. I don't give a shit what you allow me to say or not. Yeah, really. Both tranny, tranny, of, tranny. Are you coming to my house? As a matter of morality, it's aside from the law, but you as a representative of the law, as a matter of law, you must, in fact, allow, quote unquote, me to say yeah. whatever the hell I want about this case. Or at least that's supposed to be the rules. But we know that the legal system itself is corrupted. And if we have any doubts about that, look at the image in front of you. This is the law now. Dr. Fauci is the science and... This uh, display is the law. Cheers. <laughs> and, and, and that's what's I have no doubt too. this guy talking about. I mean, you made the point like we're, t- we're talking about horrific violence here. We're talking about mass murder. And this guy's talking about how words are violence. But I have no doubt that if this guy had his way, he's going to lecture us about violence and how our words are violence. 
This guy would gladly bring violence to enforce against our words. Totally. If there were no restrictions on that. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would stop every word said on this show with violence. Actual violence. if, If there were no restrictions placed upon him. But as always, the theme here is that violence is is only bad when you do it. And also, coincidentally, pretty much everything you do is violence. So there's really nothing you can do to get out of being the bad guy here. And um, and I, again, this is this is the source from which the reports stem that this guy, this this murderer in this case is not, in fact, transgender. I'm just going to put this scene in front of you and speculate this is not, in fact, a good source of the truth in this story. There is, in fact, an agenda being pushed here. That's true. I mean, the fact that they would get so worried about this uh, tells you everything you need to know, right? What they don't want is for um, extreme violence and, and erratic violence like this, meaningless violence to be associated with transgenderism. But um, what what the average person can see is there's a spectrum of mental disorders that that end in violence. And on that spectrum, very often is gender confusion. Hmm. So I'm not saying like every tranny is going to be a murderer, but like, you know, it's it's associated with schizophrenia. It's associated with uh, disassociation. It's associated with depression. All of these things are um, are connected. And if people actually want to stop gun violence, why are they not having a conversation about supporting people with major mental health and identity disorders. Yeah. Which of course uh, they don't want to do that because it threatens their own identity. A life Acting like this is violence against trans, against the trans community is so fucking stupid when somebody from the trans community just initiated a bunch of pointless violence. It's like, they must think we're stupid. Well, this story got me wondering, uh, hey, speaking of uh, transgender violence or not transgender violence in the case of the Philadelphia story, but what's going on with that Nashville manifesto? I was wondering, you know, it's been a little while. There was that transgender person who shot up that Christian school in Nashville, left a bunch of writings about it, characterized as a manifesto. And they said repeatedly, we're going to show it to you eventually. Uh, Just you wait, you're going to see that manifesto. And then the FBI got a hold of it. And then nobody talks about it anymore. What's going on with all of that? Got me curious. So the last reporting I can find is actually from a month ago, June 9th. At the time, the parents of the shooter, Audrey Hale, transferred ownership of the manifesto to the parents or the families of the victims. And the families of the victims are now fighting in court to stop the public release of the documents. Why? I guess this has some kind of Molly Tibbetts dad angle to it, potentially. This is the this oh, is now the, no. the victims' families saying, please don't let the public see why this crazy transgender person killed our kids. That's what's going on here, as the uh, the New York Post reports Dude, they it. They can't re- release this reality chicken dinner or whatever can get all these security state secrets out there on Discord or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But nobody's gonna let us see this manifesto. It's a public interest. Well, now it's a battle between, I forget who the exact parties are on the side of public interest, but they're arguing, yeah, it was a matter of the investigation and to that extent it's public record. And now you have a combination of the families, both the the family of the shooter herself and the families of the victims saying, no, no, it's our private property and the public has no right to see this. And this is a, as it's a characterized in the New York Post. The move effectively means the parents reeling from the 28-year-old shooter's rampage, which killed six, are now working with the killer's family to stop her voluminous writings being made public. I so, hate that. 
I hate that so much. This is a public interest. We as a society should should always read manifestos because it helps us better understand demographic characteristics. If the layperson can recognize, like look at look at Nicholas Cruz. Like people left, right, and sideways were like, this guy's gonna be a school shooter. And they were alerting the FBI and everything like that. What if the layperson could understand what this kind of school shooter phenotype is and recognize it in their own lives. In fairness, could, didn't he make take, a video that was like, hey, I'm Nicholas Cruz. I'm the next school I'm shooter. I'm going to shoot up the school. Something yeah, like that. that. But I get I get your point and I agree. Some that, of them are uh, a little bit more, you know, <laughs> a little bit more under the I, radar. Um, I do but, get you know, your point it, it, that we want to know. We want to know it, 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 for it, it, its own people sake. People can empower to themselves to protect themselves. And then it doesn't become this thing of like, why weren't the police protecting us? Because we're protecting ourselves. There's more safety. Yeah. This is bullshit. Come on, families. If this is a Molly Tibbetts thing, I'm going to be so mad. They don't want transgender people unfairly demonized uh, as a result of their kids getting murdered by a transgender person. That really makes sense. Yeah. The uh, natural reaction is for them to form a, a pitchfork mob. Like, yeah, I you're supposed understand. to get a posse going and uh, yeah. you know, some some <laughs> treat it like Red Dead Redemption and just run around. Totally. And, yeah. yeah. But how how deep do you have to suppress your natural instinct for vengeance as a parent to care about the well-being of some stupid minority group that doesn't even exist well, except for in their own reality? And the thing is, like, it's so retarded. Even what you're saying is is obviously an exaggeration of what's going on here. Um, there, this is not the parents banding together to to go get some sort of mob justice on anybody. It's the parents saying, Hey, what happened to us is terrible. And in the interest of hopefully helping the next family in a similar situation, prevent or minimize or mitigate that sort of risk. uh, We want the truth of the matter out there. I don't, you can serve everybody. And I include your precious transgender people in that everybody, when we know more about what the warning signs for mass shooters are, everybody benefits, not just mm-hmm. cis people against trans people. So it, it is really weird for them to say, not, not as a matter of like mob violence or anything, just as a matter of the truth itself, that they won't serve the community in that way. I'm trying to put myself in their position where my family member gets murdered. And my position is, um, no, I don't want people to know information about the murderer because that might make people have bad opinions about people of a similar demographic to the murderer. That's insane. I can't, I can't understand that. Yeah. I mean, what if stereotyping (gasps) saves lives, literally saves people's lives. What about that? Well, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the uncomfortable truth. I don't even know if it's uncomfortable. The truth of the matter is people make, that sort of judgment in every step of their lives, every single day in all sorts of contexts. We say that it's unacceptable in certain contexts, but anyway. Um, Oh, uh, as far as when to expect a resolution of this, I read through this story. I, I looked around. I thought, well, when, when will this legal battle conclude? And I don't see in, any information about when to expect that. Uh, my guess is right after you forget about it and never ask about it again, the legal matter will, will quietly resolve yep. at that point. We'll cover it then. I promise. If we know about it. The, well, I guess we'll have to wait until the next not transgender shooting when I remember and think, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to figure out what's going on with that. That's I when guess sometimes we, we forget. We'll get an update. We should just put something on our calendar like a year from now. S- set a monthly reminder on my phone. Uh, check for the Nashville Manifesto. Anyway, oh, we've got some good hoax hate. Oh, let's talk about it. All right, it's time to go with the hoax hate. 
Nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In uh, your neck of the woods, Spokane Valley, Washington. You got any, uh, well, I guess what were you doing on the night of whenever this happened? Late June? You got any confessions to make? I was not there. Detectives with the police department are searching for a group of suspects who vandalized and stole Pride and Black Lives Matter flags from the Veradale United Church of Christ. Now, this one um, I'm on the fence about. I could see this. This church seems so obnoxious that I could see someone doing this. But it also has a lot of the traits. This happened. You think this happened? You think it's legit? Yeah. Their GoFundMe wasn't linked anywhere. Okay. Um, And this Spokane Valley is 20 minutes from where I live in Coeur d'Alene mm-hmm. and uh, every single person in Coeur d'Alene would do something like this. Okay. So is someone just uh, going over for a short trip across the border to enact some justice? I legit texted like 20 people today and I was like, bro, is this And what did you learn? Uh, I learned that this was not hoax hate. <laughs> Are you serious? You have a source telling you that? This was not hoax hate. Yeah, it wasn't. Wow. Okay. I, it's not against I don't the law. know oh, the. Fuck per- you. I don't know the person that did it. But you have. Just to be clear, you have sources saying that this was legit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So this happened for real. Well, what's the? Um, what's the? What are the none, facts here? I think it has none of the hallmarks of hoax hate. Actually. Oh, uh, so you this, listen to this lady, and you tell me it has none of the yeah, hallmarks okay. of hoax hate. So all, to be fair, all the people that I talked to may themselves have also been speculating, but it kind of didn't sound like they were. Huh. Um, the Spokane Valley Church has like like the array of paused flags. It's like the the fag flag and then like tranny BLM. It's like like all the fucking flags on the front. There's of their a church. tiny little cross over there in the corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, because this is supposed to be about Jesus or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and apparently Last weekend, three people stole three large banners and 25 small pride flags from the property at one in the morning. They also spelled out Leviticus 2013, which is, oh, you were going to read that. Hold on. Uh, I guess I need to read that. Uh, Um, Yeah. On the front lawn using diesel fuel, which references a verse uh, talking about homos. Um, we should watch, we should watch this. And Here then this is the, chick, uh, yeah. the local news reporting about the, uh, the pastor in her church. There's been a lot of tears, um, <laughs> not only here in our congregation, but in others. According to Reverend Genevieve Haywood, last weekend, three people stole three large banners and 25 small pride flags from the property 25. at one in the morning. They also spelled out LEV 2013 on the front lawn using diesel fuel, referencing a verse often used to condemn gay people. You go into a um, mama bear kind of mode, take care of the congregation, take care of the property, take care of the neighbors. So... That's where my mind went first. Haywood says she contacted Spokane Valley police who are currently investigating and have to find the crime with vandalism and theft. Haywood believes the incident carries much more weight. What I'm reading says that 
this does count as hate crime, especially because they've chosen the Bible verse they've chosen. Veradale United Church of Christ has decided that while they don't have control over the incident, they can control their response. The church is hosting a potluck and dance event this coming Sunday. So we'll share our tears, we'll share some laughter. I'm being told maybe we don't have enough room for dancing, but it could happen. If you're happy, I don't I just want to share the joy that comes with love that overcomes hate. Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see a GoFundMe. I think this is totally legit. Well, they, they turned the hate into love. They had a potluck, which uh, may or may not have been a fundraiser. Who knows? But, yeah, uh, I mean, police got some footage and they did identify three cars involved. Yeah, there is. Uh, if you guys are going to do this, drive together. <laughs> take take one car one park car. at the walmart far away you know be smart but otherwise it. they did a pretty good job i think they covered their license plates they were masked you know people are really sick of this uh this global homo stuff infiltrating christian churches so like this is the kind of hate crime that i like to see it's yeah, like it, minimal it, property damage and theft like it barely counts right to the point on it being real obviously let me clarify on principle, you have a right to your property. It would be wrong to go onto someone else's property, steal it, damage it, whatever. All of that applies. If people did that, they are, in fact, committing criminal acts. I will be explicitly clear about that. However, if anybody is baiting that sort of activity, it would be this church, okay? If you guys are really a church about, uh, I don't know, the teachings of Jesus Christ, it seems that the teachings of Jesus Christ are awfully secondary around here. Some might say absent altogether. And what's really weird about this is to the, even if this is real, as you say, and it quite possibly is the reasoning for it being a hate crime at a church is in fact, biblical scripture. Now that yeah. is a weird twist. Oh, they, they, they referenced Leviticus 2013. And what does that right. say? According to the King James version, um, if a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death and their blood shall be upon them. And it's just very interesting to hear that uh, pastor or whatever her title is say, oh, well, it's, it's, it's the verse that they cited. Aren't those the verses that you read at this church? What are you talking about? Is this a house no, of hate? No. What do they you read? Pick, they pick and choose. I mean, they they pick it. They read the the uh, what was it called? The Sparkle Creed or whatever the fuck. <laughs> they wrote their they own. They make Bible. up their own. You know, this is the nature of the Bible. It it's it talks about the morality to which we're supposed to adhere, which is stringent. And people, especially Christians, have decided to operate entirely outside of this realm. They've decided to give women voices in the church. They've decided to accept abortion homosexuality, all of these things that I am a thousand percent sure enrage God and then act like it's normal. What they're doing is so evil, so destructive to humankind. And they're like, someone wrote a Bible verse on my lawn. It wasn't like, even clear in the image. I guess they took diesel fuel. They, they didn't burn it into the lawn even. They just poured. Dude, it was diesel. Then you know it's for real. I guess that's, yeah. If they're driving a, a diesel truck or so. Although I, the, 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 the image I saw looked like some normal kind of midsize SUV that they were driving. I don't have the image handy. I don't Let's know, see, man. I would die of shock if this was not real. You know, when people do these hoax hate things and uh, on their own behalf, they write incredibly like horrible things on the church. You know, it would have been like you write kill 
N words or something like that. Or there isn't even a, a poorly like drawn that. swastika. You're right. No, this is this is a really wholesome thing that some right wing group of friends that were sick of all the shit decided to do. They're like, all right, we're going to take the flags. We're going to remind them what church is supposed to be about, which is the Bible. And that's it. They didn't do any prop, any real property damage. The Bible is the hate crime now at the church. Yeah, I know. This twisted. is wholesome, wholesome hoax hate. Real <laughs> wholesome hate. real hate, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that so so if if we're uh, going with your interpretation there, and you are uh, you have your finger on the pulse of that particular region of the country, so I will accept your explanation. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be hoax hate if that is the uh, correct uh, assessment of the facts. This one. This isn't a hoax either. I sound ridiculous. It's like, well, we have two cases, neither of which are hoaxes. Strictly speaking, this is not a hoax. Like A guy was actually killed. But again, the reason I bring up this story in combination with the other one, it's a weird stretch of what a hate crime actually is. Last time it's hate crime means scriptural reference at church. That's a hate crime. I know there was the property components and all that. This time, hate crime means guy got murdered who was friends with a tranny or in the company of a tranny or possibly even defended the honor of that tranny. But let me explain what I mean. And it actually might be a case of the fraudulent blowy striking again. I'm not sure. I just think there was some reason why this confrontation happened. But this is in Portland. A man named Colin Smith was killed last weekend after involvement in an altercation with his apparently male to female transgender friend, if I'm understanding this correctly. I, I believe this person was male to female, as they're describing, but it could be female to male. His friend is trans. I gather that. Colin Smith was stabbed outside of a bar in the southeastern part of the city in the early hours of last Sunday, July 2nd, uh, when his sister and, and former girlfriend, they now say that he and his trans friend were confronted by the suspect, Ronique Jackson, who is a 24-year-old man. There was some sort of conflict between Jackson and Smith and his trans friend, which ended in Jackson stabbing Smith and then fleeing the scene. U.S. Marshals caught up with the suspect, suspect Jackson on Friday, and he is scheduled to be arraigned tomorrow on Monday for second-degree murder and unlawful use of a weapon charges. According to Smith's sister, this incident is a hate crime because Smith's friend was trans and Jackson didn't like that. And that's why the attack happened. Former partner Paulina and sister Danielle tell us until his sudden death, Colin Smith was a light to all who knew him. Described as a devoted cat dad to Smokey, witty and kind, those closest to him say, while tragic, it was not surprising to hear Smith died protecting a friend. Yesterday, U.S. Marshals say they arrested 24-year-old Ronique Jackson, the man accused of stabbing Smith to death near Southeast Madison and 12th Avenue just before 2 a.m. last Sunday. Jackson now faces charges of second-degree murder and unlawful use of a weapon, but Colin's sister says she feels strongly what happened that night at the bar was a hate crime and her brother a hero. It, it was a hate crime. It was, she was trans and... He didn't like it, and Colin defending his friends was in, in the way, and, and that's what happened, and it's just tragic. We did ask Portland police if this is being investigated as a hate crime, though they tell us they cannot reveal that information at this time. What a terrible wig. Did you see that? I don't, is his that sister a tr trans, or what's the deal? I don't even know. No, she I mean, just has a wig? 
Or you, or no, you're talking about the, the reporter? I, I didn't terrible, notice the terrible wig. I was thinking the sister because the sister looks rough to me. But you're the reporter. I didn't notice the quality of the wig. No. Uh, I mean, you know, there are consequences to hanging out with transgender prostitutes. I guess that is that is an explanation for what happened here. I, it was whatever happened here was it was a very late night encounter. So that's why I bring up the the prospect of a fraudulent blowy. Perhaps this man had received one and came to enact his revenge. But um, but whether that is the explanation or otherwise, number one, I guarantee the dispute is not as simple as, hey, that guy is trans and I don't like that. Stabby, stab, stab. Uh, that is not what happened. Here. Stabby, there's, stab, stab. There's some other complication. Uh, By the way, side point, but if that is what happened, uh, a gun would be awfully useful for self-defense purposes in such a scenario. I, I'm They didn't say so, but I'm going to speculate. Many involved in this story might have an issue with that on some sort of principle. Might have been useful, though. Uh, But number three, even if this is cold-blooded murder as described, and I, there's a guy who's dead, so it very well could be. Um, This, again, is a a weird arena or a new arena for what qualifies as a hate crime. Now, if you kill a non-trans person because you incidentally hate trans people, that's a a hate crime against trans people. So, you kill a white guy because you hate black people and that white guy really likes black people or something. That's a hate crime by this logic. Uh, as far as I can tell, the limit here is if you hate anything and then commit a crime, uh, you've committed a hate crime. That's where this ends. Um, they really but, should have buried this story because of the black perp whose picture they didn't show. But I think you know. it's in some of the stories, although in this reporting, I didn't. Uh, Ronnie. Ronique is a guy, too. I mean, that's uh, OK. I mean, that's a very female sounding name. Anyway, uh, but here's what's even weirder. This supposed trans friend, unless I'm missing something and I've read a couple different uh, reports on this story, this trans friend is not identified at all. Police have identified the suspect. That's old Ronique Jackson. Police have identified the victim. That's Colin Smith. But there's no ID on this trans friend that supposedly makes this a hate crime. In fact, the original police statement Uh, makes no mention of a friend at all. It says police arrived at the scene to find one male dead. There's no mention of a friend assisting him. There's no mention of a friend being interviewed by police. Did this trans friend flee the scene or police just didn't see fit to mention this trans friend in the report of what happened here? Maybe it's perfectly fitting for the trans friend to be imaginary considering the whole concept of transgenderism is imaginary. Maybe it's just Colin's imaginary friend who gives imaginary fraudulent blowies to. Uh, I don't know. It just it, it seems very weird that there's no mention of who this trans friend actually is. Unless maybe I wasn't paying attention and did not catch it when I should have. But I don't I don't see who this person even is, which is a very bizarre piece of information to be missing from the story. Anyway, when is your your remaining wealth of empathy for humankind going to uh, be exacerbated when, when i die happen? seriously you're just going to have empathy for people forever how well it depends it's, on your it's not like a renewable resource like depends you have on like your a, like a limited amount of empathy right depends on your definition there i guess i don't what is my empathy in this case that is undue i don't know you just you, you still like care about what happens to people and ah, stuff. i don't know yes i mean yes I don't, I don't get it. I, I would say I it's more a matter of, of the factual truth, though, than like uh, 
an undeserved. Okay. I mean, I care about people insofar as I believe in the value of human life. Yes. But in stories like this, where just as a matter of our own public consumption of the news, I want to know the truth of what happened. And there's. ah, a- So it's your thirst for truth that allows you to still be interested in the human condition. Maybe that's where. I'm yes. But on. the value of human life, I think, is the ultimate truth. That is the truth from which all other at least moral truths stem. I mean, so- all human life. Yeah. Yes. All human life has value. Doesn't mean that, really that it doesn't mean that human life isn't subject to uh, just punishment for crimes committed, but right. all human life has value. I swear I get hung up on the Christian thing because I don't believe that all human life is equally val- valuable. Uh, it is in terms of its rights. It is in terms of its inherent value. It doesn't mean it's it's equal in in terms of its ability or talent or any of those things. But equal in the sense value, of I don't know. Equal in the sense of created in the likeness of God, for example. Some people or, were created more in the likeness of God than others. But to believe that would be to believe that God fucked up from time to time, would it not? No, people fucked up. Ah. Big time. Okay. You can stray from God. You can just like be born and then in that, just start straying from God. But in that case, Maybe. they were still created in his image and they themselves are responsible for straying. And that's where that inherent yeah. value comes okay. from. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Which would mean their lives are less valuable. Uh, no, it means they are subject to punishment for their earthly crimes. It doesn't mean that uh, it doesn't mean that their lives have left less value. That's the distinction I would. Try. I really just want to be let off the hook for my um, total absence of empathy, which is bordering on on psychopathic. Like, uh, well, if, at least if least. I don't know you in my personal life or don't have a connection with you because of the show or something that we share, you know, I don't care about you like at all. It's I'll shoot so you bad. dead and not blink. No, I mean, I won't kill anybody because that affects me. Right? Ah, that's that's the reason why. What am I going to do? Eliminate the mother from my household? That would be I mean, that yeah, would be obviously bad. Yeah. But there are moral considerations about that action beyond just what it would do to your household. Yeah, I know. But I just feel tapped out like, hmm. uh, well, you know, we talk about the same stuff, not because of us. This is not our fault that we that we started talking about seven years ago. And I feel as a society. We haven't learned fucking shit. Like we don't know anything. We're further from God than we ever have been. And um, we aren't taking any of the lessons from the cultural degradation of the last decade and beyond and using them to improve our situation. I'm just so frustrated with people that I'm like, I don't care what happens to any of this. Well, I think think that's not universally true. Do I think that uh, a large uh, portion of society has uh, strayed from the ways of uh, traditional and I would say, dare I say, even true morality? Absolutely. But do I believe that we don't? Obviously, I think we have a community of people who think along the lines of what you're saying. True. And I think that people are uh, are persuaded one by one every single day. And there's uh, there's purpose and, and enjoyment in that, too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do. I want to know how badly we're being propagandized all the time. It's fascinating. That's I never, true. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's constant entertainment in it but the search for the truth is is worth it for its own sake it's like if i abandon the concepts of the value of human life and the search of the truth having value for its own sake well what the fuck reason is there to get up in the morning anymore there isn't and you can't succumb to nihilism because that itself is ungodly the search for the truth is is the ultimate connection to god though right that's what he wants us to do exactly yeah so to abandon that even if every 
<laughs> even if like the lady on the plane, every mf around you is not real. You got to carry it through until there the day that lights. you die. Yeah. Because uh, no, that I'm, is I'm the purpose for which you were put on this planet. I'm just so disgusted with mankind. It's also possible that I'm a narcissist and that's the real problem. <sighs> well, so, who knows? We'll, uh, I don't know. We'll, uh, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of what I want to phrase here with that. It's, it's so weird because now I find myself like I'm sitting here as the person who has been historically skeptical of these God concepts now finding myself compelled to argue on behalf of the God concept because it to abandon well, it is to is to embrace that life of purposelessness. Maybe is, it's because uh, the God concept is the truth and your yeah. ultimate you're always striving to the truth and you're finding out in your life that this is the truth. So you got to reacquaint yourself with that. There's always purpose in that. Maybe I'm just so tired. <laughs> All right. How about Jaws? How about Jaws? You find purpose oh, yeah. in Jaws? Let's talk about that. There's no real way to transition into this. Bread and circuses. Here we go. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1975 Steven Spielberg classic Jaws, in which a small New England beach town is terrorized by a monstrous, murderous mega shark and a tag team of the police chief, a scientific expert, and a rogue mariner for hire end the threat at great cost. From movie pickers Jamie and Jeannie, without a doubt, this is one of our favorite films. It is a masterclass in suspenseful filmmaking and offers an experience that launched Steven Spielberg's career, setting the blueprint for the modern summer blockbuster. And I didn't realize this last week, but I guess Jamie and Jeannie intended for this to be a, um, a weekly bit for the duration of July when they're nominating movies. Cause we had that team America AI artwork of us last week. Well, they offered AI artwork of us in a Jaws stylization this week, too. So this is me huh. apparently uh, telling you uh, a story about how I survived a World War II battleship sinking, I believe. It's, Why are it's... you more handsome in this AI? <laughs> well, thank you. AI, it's that uh, 70s thing. It just looks good on every man. You know? I guess so, yeah. I mean, this, this is a pretty close approximation. I would say the nose is maybe a, a little long. Yeah, it's not quite right the eyes are pretty dead on i would say though if they're not my eyes are bluer uh but everything else is pretty close i think my beard has been enhanced in this picture it's a little bit nicer than it is in real life but other than that pretty, pretty i like good. the curly receding hair though I uh like yeah the, the mutton chops and everything yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah it is it is a good look i'll have to consider that in my in my uh elder years here um, and unbuttoning the top three buttons. I guess I, guess I should undo one. Uh, <laughs> and then it, 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 your likeness is clearly captured in the background, other than your face is kind of like mashed into a braid sort of weirdly. But Also, uh, my eyes are really crooked. One of them is like an inch lower than the other one. Still recognizably you, if not like yeah. a weird, you know, sort of otherworldly you. And then, of course, we got the shark who looks great as always. Anyway, uh, it's, it's time for your review and your rating. Sure. Okay. So I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I, I don't know that I've ever seen the whole movie, to be honest. Um, I thought it was great. It was filled with suspense and good character development. And it was one of Spielberg's better films, I think. The John Williams score is is perfect. Um, and then it's just the right amount of, what, what year was this? 75? Yeah. 79? 75. The, the right amount of 70s cheese. Uh, 
and comedy, like just the right amount of levity. And, and I really like that. I do have an issue with it. The best parts of the film are, and the suspense building um, are before they ever show the shark. And as soon as they break out the mechanical shark, I'm like, Ugh. it's like alien. totally or alien, aliens. You said they showed the alien too much in aliens. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, there's something about filmmaking where that mystery and that otherworldliness that you really show all of your cards when you um, expose the being too much. And I think that they just failed miserably in that. Cause as soon as they showed the mechanical shark, I was like, the fucking mechanical shark. And then they showed it like for the remaining 30, like 30 out of the remaining 45 minutes, it was just interactions with the mechanical shark. I'm like this, there's too much shit going on. Like I like the scenes where it, where it's the camera coming up and you know, the person's going to get eaten and everything like that. But like watching mar- maritime guy getting ripped in half by a mechanical shark. I'm like, like, did you have to do this? Like Spielberg has a real problem with restraint, like hmm. a real problem. Nonetheless, um, I still liked it. It was really fun. They just made films differently back then. It was just, it was just a fun time. So I still gave it a four. All right. We are uh, of similar thought on this, maybe uh, same score, but for maybe slightly different reasons and slightly different nitpicks or even complaints. Uh, but as far as what I appreciated, I have to acknowledge the music, of course, both because I, I generally love John Williams but because yeah. this is kind of a movie that you've seen, even if you haven't seen it in, in large part because of the music, totally. I, I had never seen Jaws before this, but I, I get it like dun, 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 dun. it's a shark coming to eat people. And then you put on the movie and that's exactly what it is. But I'm surprised you don't hate it for this reason. I have to credit the music because it, it was hugely influential on. And uh, uh, of course, it briefly introduces the original Baby Shark song, which is the bath time anthem of this household. So I must credit it for its role in Baby Shark. Uh, the um, this the battle of the M1 Garand against the Great White. I thought it was like shooting the it's it's the rifle that won the war in world war ii and now it's at sea winning the war against the, the super shark which i thought was just kind of hilarious for its own sake like shooting this monster shark with this rifle is just sort of a, a i don't know it's like a, a silly concept but then when it becomes this explosive thing where you've got the compressed air tank in the shark's mouth and that's how he kills the shark is by shooting the tank it really satisfied number one i i love that rifle Number two, I love surprise gore in that way. Yeah. Just like absurd yeah. explosive gore. And so that was a really satisfying conclusion in that way. My only complaint, they didn't get the ping on the last shot of the M1. If you've ever heard the last shot in an M1 Garand, the ejection of the clip, and it makes this iconic ping noise as it, as it uh, ejects out of the rifle. So it was a real missed opportunity. If they could have had him spend the last shot with the ping to blow up the shark perfection it's great great scene overall but just a little bit of a missed opportunity and then i I liked even though the science man the oceanographer hooper guy he's like he's an insufferable douche who clearly has little practical experience but has this smug sense of superiority and the whole time there's still this interesting and good dynamic with uh quint the uh the the roughneck sailor for hire guy and it's it's sort of uh it's it's a repeated demonstration that sort of your academic study only takes you so far i've got the real world experience 
And and it's actually kind of their back and forth and their involvement and their cooperation together that I thought was so great because that's that's actually what you want to be as a man. I was talking to my wife about this and, and she was saying the police chief um, Brody kind of embodies this. Actually, you want to be both analytically cautious and right. sort of balls to the wall courageous like you want to be smart enough to make good decisions but but have the balls to to enact those decisions courageously when necessary. And it was kind of this combination of the two that was leading to the defeat of this shark. But then they give Quint just this kind of I mean, don't get me wrong. The scene of his death was gory and like I don't I didn't have a huge problem with the mechanical shark, but it just seemed like his death was he deserved unceremonious. Better. Yeah, he, did, he deserved better. And then the science man who was a douchebag the whole time just kind of gets the win. I liked him. You liked that guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he was the worst. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I I like that talking back to him that the, to the 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 um, boat captain where he's like, "I'm really sick of you giving me this working class hero bullshit." I was like, "Good for you, good hmm. for you." Well, maybe yeah, Quint. Him. Yeah, maybe Quint was bullshit, but I guess that's they. It was a, it was a they both fill necessary roles to accomplish the task. And then in the end, one is just kind of thrown away. And then, as I'll get to, the other guy doesn't even really seem to have any concern about that. Oh, what happened to him? Oh, he died. Okay, well, I'm moving on. Uh, I was not a fan of that. Okay, so things I didn't necessarily like. Jump scares are not supposed to be funny. And in fairness, this movie's 50 years old. I think it actually does hold up pretty well in its production value. Uh, Even a lot of the scary points. Mechanical shark, you could have your disputes about that. The first shark that they catch... That is the, the, you know, not the real attacker. That looks pretty obviously fake. That's not what I'm talking about, though. The jump scare where they discover the guy's uh, broken ship or sunken ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes down there and it's building this tension. And then all of a sudden they show like a Halloween mask at the clearance rack from Walmart. <laughs> it, that no, that, that guy's scary. severed head or whatever. That was horrible. I mean, that was comically bad. Like we were, my family's watching, we're cackling at how bad that (laughs) stupid face under the water was. And it was supposed to be scary. Just from the plot development, I kind of have, tell me if I'm missing something here. Because the whole time I'm thinking, how many people are going to have to die at this beach before people don't want to go to that beach anymore? Want to go to the beach? I thought the same thing. I'm like, all right, it's on the people at this point if they're still going in the water. The first one they blamed on a boat accident. And I could see that, that people would say, oh, it was a freak boat accident. All right, whatever. But the next one, that kid just, or that person just got ripped apart in front of everybody. And the next day they're like, let's go for a swim. And then there's Halloween, there's Halloween Walmart mask guy who also died. So there were three. And then they have this town meeting and, are you going to close down the beaches, Chief? Well, yes, we are. Oh, what? Oh, this is an outrage. We're so bad. It's like you, you guys are eager for the opportunity to put your children at risk after you've seen multiple young people die horrific, gruesome deaths on this beach. It was some 70s parenting, too. They're like, let, let's go. Let, let's let my three year old go play alone on the beach by this lake. <laughs> and it didn't like what is happening here. I understand there's a motive on the part of the mayor and some of the other city leadership to preserve the revenue that to- tourism represents. But then you got everybody showing up to the beach on the 4th of July. Anyway, none of them are in the water, but the mayor is still saying, why don't you guys get in that water? It's, you cared about the money. They're all yeah. here. Yeah. Why yeah. do you care if they get in the water, if they're all here spending their money anyway, you guys better get in that water right now. And it makes no sense. Because he's plot driven. You're right about that. He knows the truth. He also knows that if the truth gets out about these attacks, it's going to severely damage the reputation and indeed the revenue of his town. 
You would think he'd be happy. Oh, great. People came, but they're not getting in the water. This is an ideal situation because we're going to make money, but nobody's going to die from this shark that I know about. Instead, get in that water and go get attacked by that shark so this town suffers even more reputational damage. Good. My plan is working exactly as I thought it out somehow. They just, the whole time. Legitimate. Yeah. I'm scratching my head throughout. It's like, how, why are you guys so eager to die? I just don't get it. And then the ending, um, even though I, I, I liked the, the rifle explosion of the shark at the end, the, I get what they were aiming for with the interaction between Brody and Hooper at the end. Um, I think that it's supposed to be like, oh, they just survived this chaotic, horrific battle with the shark. And it's kind of they they almost have like a telepathic understanding of each other. So they just have simple small talk on the way back to the beach. And it's the juxtaposition of the chaos of the battle with the tranquility of the aftermath, I think, is what they're trying to achieve. But that doesn't mean it's very believable to me. It's it's Hooper gets knocked out of the shark cage. And then Brody pulls up the cage and there's nobody in there. I'm going to assume that Brody thinks that Hooper's dead. Yeah. Then he has the fight with the shark and he blows mm-hmm. up the shark. All the And in the meantime, Quint gets attacked by the shark and dies. Hooper is hiding down in the seabed. I don't... Maybe he'd have some visibility of what happened. I guess he senses the explosion, sees the blood in the water, whatever it is. And then he comes to the surface. So somehow he knows that the battle's over, even though he's like hiding at the bottom of the sea. He knows that the battle's over. He comes up. He has, they, they just, they, they mention Quint for like a moment. Quint? No, I think is what they say. But he has, Brody has no questions for Hooper. Like, holy shit, I thought you were dead and you're not. And Hooper has no questions for Brody. Like, how the fuck did you destroy the shark? They just kind of move on. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh man, I'm glad, I'm glad that's all over. But how does Hooper uh, know that uh, that's his name, right? If, if I've been saying it wrong the whole time, is it Hooper? The science they, man. They sorted it out over drinks later. Yeah, Hooper. Um, maybe, maybe like, oh, let's talk about it later. I just like, how does Hooper in fact know that the threat is over? He just kind of comes up and he's like, ah, all right, cool. We're done. You probably I'd, see some stuff. I don't know. I guess he sensed the shark chunks in the water. But I, I, if it was me and I had been on this multi-day adventure trying to uh, destroy some sort of legendary uh, monster... That's a preposterous um, hypothetical for its own sake. But bear with me here. If it was me and my friend did it and I was not uh, I did not directly witness it, I would say, hey, how did you defeat that giant monster we've been hunting for days? I would like to know. And there's none of that. Whatever. Anyway, I'm I'm I, for as much as I went on and on with my complaints, you would think I hated this movie. I did not. In fact, I, uh, I gave it a four wiki rating. Wiki wiki. It's more like a three and a half for me. It's not the biggest thinker, but it was certainly not boring. Um, I have to respect its influence in many ways. And maybe I'm just feeling generous because it it was the right summer time to watch sort of a a major summer movie of yesteryear. So overall enjoyable. Uh, As far as uh, the audience reaction, Everyone loves this movie, at least in the early vote. Almost half of voters giving it a five wiki rating. Uh, and behind that is four. So very little hate for Jaws. Next week is The Big Lebowski. Ugh. I've not seen it. Fine. Fine. See, my wife was telling me she thinks I'll hate it, but I think I'll like it. It seems like know. the sort of movie I would like. I never know with you. Yeah, uh, We'll find out. 
And uh, this is the last week to vote on. Uh, there's a type of I'll do better with my own articles and so my own write ups, not lister listener Jamie and Jeannie's nominations for the month. Uh, this is the last week to vote on their offerings. Those include Beetlejuice, the Iron Giant, Scott Pilgrim versus the World Network, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Beyond Thunderdome. Or, of course, you can um, reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead. Next week, we'll have a special list for the fifth Sunday in July. I've not decided who's going to select the list. Do you want another go? They picked wildcard yeah, the last okay. time. We're going to eliminate. I will, if, if you guys give me another chance, you fuckers, I will make a more marketable list of movies. And if you guys don't pick one, the next time wildcard's going to be banned. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> you must pick one of Blonde's movies. Anyway, all right. So we'll we'll give you a, a second chance. I think since yes. I don't have any other uh, other other than that, I could go back to myself and say, let's pick one of the movies that I loved, which we haven't done for like a year and change now. But no, since you got snubbed the last time, I figure we'll give I you really a second did. chance. All right, just pick some world class movies too. Well, no if one you'd wants like... to watch Picnic at Hanging Rock, fine. <laughs> I know that uh, Citizen Kane is out. We can't watch that one. So I put knows? that on the list, didn't I? I don't remember. Yeah. But, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it was on the list. I'll go back and look. Anyway, as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the weekly, or to be the uh, movie nominator for the month, rather. The one and only place to do all of those things is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is madchristiansonmedia.com. All right, let's catch up with our chatters. They're going to reject me just because it's funny. Well, now it's kind of a meme itself. Like, it doesn't matter if your nominations are good or not. They're just going to do it to I know, a friend of the ban. show, not Kellogg's Cornflake, just said, I laughed so hard while rejecting Blonde's list. <laughs> it's, uh, it's tradition, I guess. Anyway, uh, just a few over on Rumble, so I will uh, knock these out. We'll get to a YouTube and Tippy. Um, just two, actually. Shadowban420. Y'all should be grateful you're married because being a single guy in 2023 is an absolute dumpster fire. Most women are using the apps and seeing five to six different guys per week and using each one for different reasons. I certainly could believe that. And um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't, um, I do not forget how thankful I am to have my wife and my family and not be in that sort of situation again but as i told myself when i was in a similar spot uh what was that five years ago now all it takes is one all it takes is one and uh lo and behold the one showed up so you just got to stick to it you got to know what you're looking for and if you can identify that that sort of woman that you see that you know to avoid um you're you're you will make your operation efficient you'll put yourself in the best position to find that one who is committed to the right ideas and the right goals and don't allow yourself to be defeated find the one you will do that uh yeah i met my husband on match.com so i will always say that there is there is hope and i was going out with guys that i was getting rejected by left right and sideways so i'm kind of finding it hard to believe that like men can't meet anybody on there like i was going out with a guy one guy was like, he worked at Nordstrom. He was making $200,000 a year. He's like, I can't see you anymore. What the hell was he doing at Nordstrom's? 
it's it's an excellent job. Like two hundred was he in like some high level? Uh... Oh, he was corporate. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's huge in Seattle, and so he was like, I cannot date you because you don't make as much money as I do. And I was like, I what? will never make as much money. As That's you preposterous. Do. Who wants? Okay. It was retarded, and otherwise yeah. he was like really good on paper. And then I had guys be like you're just too conservative and you don't, you know, you'd raise our children to believe that other cultures aren't as valuable as ours and stuff. I was getting that all the time. People were just breaking up with me like left, right, and sideways. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I kind of don't believe that everybody's experiences is as bad as they say, but then when I was on your account, it was just a disaster. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, I, I would assume that your experience is atypical, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I it, also I haven't obviously I've not looked at any of these apps in five years time. I have no idea what they're like anymore. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Laughing Boy. Uh, thank you, Shadow Bannon. Good luck. Laughing Boy says, Blonde, don't sweat the biological need breaks. Just do your best to keep them off camera and muted, please. We can pick on Matt during them. Crapping on a Robin Williams movie. Shame. Just a shame. Did I give it a two or a three? I don't remember. You give it a three. That's not crapping on, just like Groundhog Day. In fact, well, in fairness, um, okay. We both had sort of the same Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams, he has talent. I'm not saying he doesn't, but he kind of has that that bit he does. It's the same Robin Williams off the wall bit that he's always doing. Yeah, he's got like a thing. You either love it or you hate it. And to me, it it wears a little thin. I'm not a huge fan. So come at me all you want for that particular persuasion. Uh, looks like we're good on Odyssey. Thank you, guys. We're good on DLive. So let's catch up with YouTube and Tibby. Okay. Um, Osephus, when Braun is on vacation, will we get a vote for our fill-in? Will it be Lauren Chen, really graceful? Or does Matt want a sausage party with, quite fr- frankly, Razor Fist or John Doyle? P.S. Stand and wipe. Um, <laughs> Thank you for standing for the right cause. You're a monster. Uh, I don't know. It's possible that his wife and I go into labor at the same time. I think um, I think he's talking about your trip uh, in Japan, though. Oh, he said on vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't I don't want to speak for you because but you were talking about taking some time off. And then I uh, scheduled the vacation so that I missed two Wednesdays and a Sunday. Yeah. So I only missed one Sunday. Show. I think it, I, I think our trips might not align there because uh, we're going to be doing something right after Labor Day, but I won't miss a Sunday. And then you're talking about like later in September, right? Like the end of September. I am going, this is a good time to bring this up. I'm going yeah. to Japan from September 18th to the 30th. And right. I can write off the trip if I do a listener meetup. I have four people in right now for a meetup in Tokyo at that time, sometime between September 18th and the 30th. So need at least one of you for blonde to get a good tax deal or a better tax deal. I do. Also, yeah. I'm inter- I, I love going to meetups. Whenever yeah. there's one in Coeur d'Alene, I, I try to go. Um, so if you're in Tokyo, or Kyoto or Osaka around that time, please shoot me an email, blonde of the belly of the beast at gmail.com, and we will meet up and I will feel safe doing it because I know you don't have a gun because you live in Japan. <laughs> so, yeah, there will either be a week off, like a very rare Sunday week off, or there will have to be a fill in for late in September. But I don't have any. We just compared schedules right now, having not discussed it at all. So I have no plan for that. Maybe. Maybe it will just be a rare Sunday off. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't no, even know nice. the last time that happened. So In years. Uh, did nice I already say metal relaxation rules? time? I think I did. Um, 
Um, yeah, in. no, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Thank you, Metal um, Girls. MX2D, with all your merchandising updates, it won't be long before you have a protein bar for your workouts. You could call it Matt's <sighs> Penum Bars. Oh, I thought it was like a dick joke. That's actually just a, a penumbra's joke about uh, 14th Amendment case law, due pro- substantive due process case law. That is high level. See, uh, the audience has conditioned me to expect vulgarity Boo. when, in fact, no. this is high class. What about Knuckle Hunky Buck, who is always throwing high level intellectual just... jokes at us? I'm not diminishing anybody else, but Knuckle Hunky Buck is always writing the jokes I wish always I had written. Jokes. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Warpig. Matt, thank you for what you do. I've always admired your dedication to truth and your morals. Blonde, thank you for your insight and dedication to the fight. I've been listening for years and love the Sunday show. God bless. God bless you too, Warpig. Thank you, Warpig. Very kind of you. And thanks for tuning in and supporting. And of course, I owe uh, I owe uh, Boogeyman his I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> Disturbed 2K7. That lady on the airplane was right. And honestly, I'd smash. Respectfully. Three to five kids, easily. <laughs> also, what are y'all's spaghetti policy here? What does is that, that mean? A euphemism for like anal sex or something? I don't. Or do you actually mean like, do we like to eat spaghetti? This is a reference to "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." You read, and I will clarify with. Is the, it really? Uh, I I love that show. I don't even know what he's talking about. It's some sort of. Re- I've never watched the show, so. Uh, oh, that's a great. Show. Let's see. Although. Oh, oh, okay. Let's see. Although usually referring to an Italian meal made of noodles with sauce, obviously spaghetti can be used as a form of slang to mean an embarrassing act, general awkwardness or faux pas. If one commits an act, it's called dropping spaghetti. So I guess what would I guess what's going on here is to say that that was that woman's spaghetti policy. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm going to have to clarify further. Keep reading because that doesn't sound like a high tolerance for me embarrassing myself. If, uh, if that's what you're talking about. Well, it stems from a high tolerance for embarrassing myself. Ah. How many people do you suppose aren't real? I see enough people wearing masks every day that I believe her more than I would if she were on CNN. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she's right. Find what the hell out? is this? No, I, I can't find a, a, a clean answer for what exactly this means. It's just described as to find yourself in an awkward situation, whether you're in a crowd or some sort of public. Wait, is it because Charlie brings spaghetti with him in a Ziploc bag to the movie theater? Is that what he does, I guess? Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. So I guess that I guess I have to interpret this question to mean like what when you say what is your spaghetti policy here? Are you asking I guess, he's saying he would respectfully smash the lady. What is our spaghetti policy? Is that asking what is our policy toward her, or is that asking what is an embarrassing thing that you've done publicly like or closest to what, what happened with her? Oh, I, can't, I I used to be a heavy drinker. I can't answer that. Um, Skaggs is probably like, one time I went outside and I was wearing different socks. Morton. One time during push-ups in middle school gym class, I farted, farted and pretended it wasn't me. That's it? That's it. It's the worst thing ever. <sighs> I didn't even have the decency to be honest with everyone. I let everyone assume it was this unpopular chick. It wasn't. It was me. And I've finally oh come God. clean. Okay, that reminds me of this. I can't believe I'm going to tell this because it was so mortifying. <laughs> when I was in the seventh grade, I was at a pool party and I started my period. And it happened to be on laundry day. So I had borrowed my mom's like crazy mom underwear. Oh, God. Okay. And I did not know what to do because I had these like bloody underwear. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And it was at like in the, most the pool? popular. 
no, I was changing in the bathroom and okay. um, I didn't know what to do. And so I like, they were all wet and I didn't have a purse. And so I like, I hid them in like the back of like the, uh, the, the, um, the bathroom sink, like area underneath. And I was like, I'll just get them before I leave and it'll be fine. Anyway, somehow somebody found them during that. And they were convinced that this, that it was skid marks that I, that somebody had like shit their pants and to cover oh like, my God, bro. it was really bad for the rest of middle school and high school. I blame my best friend. I like threw her <laughs> under the bus. What? How did I didn't you really like to... her that much? <laughs> you didn't but... really like your best friend. That's oh. that sounds classically blonde. I would say she was kind of a stupid bitch. Uh, <laughs> and so it was just like one of my friends that I thought like socially it would be easier for her to take the hit. I already was like kind of uncool and I was really hanging on to that popularity, you know, so I totally blamed it on her and like, and you maintained the skid marks. You didn't clarify that this was in fact, uh, a feminine. I had to maintain the skid marks. How event. would I know it, it, it was blood unless it was me? That's like, true. I, you would have outed yourself. Fair point. Anyway, I never, ever gave in, always denied, denied, denied I'm, until. So everyone called her skid marks, skid marks girl. Yeah. I'm glad. Wow. I never, uh, I mean, I didn't make somebody fart girl that I did not go that far. I just uh, people thought it was her and I didn't object. I did not participate in the mockery. I just did not object. But I'm glad we've come clean on our uh, that it was about the same age. You said it was seventh grade. That's a, I think I was I'm talking like a fifth or sixth grade story here. So it must have been. No, it must have been sixth or later because it was in the junior high context. So it wouldn't have been fifth grade. Yeah. That girl got really into drugs in high school. So well, I wonder what drove her to that. She was mistreated her whole life. No, I could tell when we were like 10 that she was going to grow up yeah, you know, a slut. I knew. She grew up to leave cocaine at the White House is what happened to her. So <laughs> it was her. It was, just a, it was Christine, the one behind guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, I regret nothing. Kaiser and Gilroy. I haven't had Ben and Jerry's in three years. I'm not quite, I can't believe I told that story. That, that was like the story that I was going to take to my grave. Never told anybody in my entire life. Ever. Yeah. I'm not going to eat trash from a company who thinks I'm trash. Baskin Robbins is better anyway. In fact, store brand ice cream is better than Ben and Jerry's. I don't know, man. It's good. I don't eat it, even though I generally don't give in to boycotts. I don't want to hear any more of these lies. <laughs> it's nonsense. You're lying it's to yourself. Nonsense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kaiser I, uh, Gilroy. I'm not a hater of all those ice creams. It's just, I'm not going to pretend that Ben and Jerry's isn't goddamn delicious. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to buy it. But it is uh, finely crafted. I can't deny that. Thank you, Kaiser. Uh, Luke 1251, also Kaiser. Jesus was not the Prince of Peace, but the Duke of Division. Time to choose a side. Jesus or the world, also Old English sounder in Ugandan accent. Wherefore art thou gay? Did I do it? <laughs> yeah, I forgot wherefore means why. That's a good uh, Shakespearean reference in the it context is. of Romeo and Juliet. Thank you for clarifying. Nagalhangibak. The obvious choice for whose job it is to smell the cocaine is Hunter. He probably knows exactly what coke is supposed to smell like. Yeah. <laughs> Tortuga to set the record straight. Both of you stepped on my clue joke, which was sent five minutes before the show started. Sorry, no. buddy. I don't want to hear any more of those lies either. That is a. I don't uh, want to hear any more of these lies. That is a painfully obvious Matt original. Okay, I I write the jokes that everyone comes to on their own and take credit for them. That's my mm. pride. Das Pooch, Kamala Harris is just no f's given on booze. Probably opiates, just chilling out, not caring how she sounds because she's no real job. Her purpose was black female beep, 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 And that's true. Like sometimes she's talking and I'm like, I don't even know what point she's trying to make. Like she's like, 
I'm the black chick who was selected for being a black chick who isn't even really a black chick. Yeah. That's how irrelevant. Thoughts and players. That's funny. Uh, when you use chemicals to remove polish, nobody bats an eye, but everyone gets their panties in a bunch. When you use chemicals to remove the polish. <laughs> wow. Patsy party. Jeez. That's clever, though. <laughs> clever enough to inspire another barf. You need a second? No, it's cool. Right. It is so hot. Is it really hot there? It's like 90. Uh, yeah, today's. Yeah, we're finally getting like real summer weather. It's probably 85 degrees today. Something like you guys, that. in my defense, it was a dog eat dog social sphere in St. Louis, and I was like hanging on for dear life. Okay, yeah, everybody got to protect yourself. Junior protect high yourself. reputations are critical to protect. It was critical. She was yeah. already rich and way prettier than me, and she had more friends. And her parents were really good friends with the rich guy whose house we were at. And I just knew that she would be able to persevere, and I wouldn't. Hmm. And uh, I was right. She was fine. Cool. She was fine. Skid marks, girl. Yeah. Nuggle Hunky Buck. She's a necrophile. It comes in the morning. Ah. C-U-M-S <laughs> in the yeah. morning. M-O-U-R. Thank you. And I Yeah, like uh, we misunderstood both words. Morning, like uh, it's sad that person died. But I'm going AP. to, uh, it's now my time to shine. It's my time for enjoyment with this uh, particular dead body. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Do you think he's typing? Like laughing. That one is a a hunky buck deep deep cut, cut, man. That Mm -hmm. that's clever, but it's uh it's 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 one of those deeper ones you gotta think about for a second. Yeah. AP says Joy comes in the mornings from Psalm 30. She's literally stealing the quote from the Bible and the Bible and thus Christians, whom she hates, and using it to sound smart, ellipses, she is not. That's the reference? It's a scriptural (sighs) reference. Well that I thought those were uh, hateful. I, that's a hate crime then. But okay. <laughs> so she, she, I, I've, I feel like that's something I should have known. Now I feel stupid for not knowing what the hell she was talking about. Joy comes in the morning, Psalm 30. I'm going to look this up. So I know the exact biblical reference she's making. Incompetent hands. Anybody else have their garbage days on Monday and Thursday morning? And <laughs> when Matt and Blunt take off a show, you forget to put the garbage out. Stop screwing up my routine. work. <laughs> Uh, that, you know, my, my, uh, pickup is Thursday morning as well, uh, for gar. So generally because the garbage can come really early in the morning, I make a habit of taking the garbage out, uh, after the call-in stream also. So I apologize if I threw you off with that particular absence. That's a husband job. Yeah. Uh, chubby stubby. There's a high chance that we'll never know who brought the cocaine into the white house. So they're saying someone could bring in anthrax and they'd never know. Who, how, or when? <laughs> That's essentially what they're telling us. Uh, yeah, fair point, because that was the original suspicion. Oh, man, this is a dangerous substance. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling if it was, in fact, a dangerous substance in that way, like a weapon of sorts, they would know exactly yeah. uh, who did it. Um, and to the point on uh, her 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 being Kamala, her biblical reference, yeah, I'm looking at the King James Version uh, over on the old Wikipedia, Psalm 30, and... Um, for his anger endureth but a moment in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So that is what Snuggle she was. Buck wrote it for me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Now I feel so educated, courtesy of Kamala Harris. Oh, uh, robot tech. No, robo tackle, robo tech two. 
$100 super chat for each on-camera upshot. <laughs> you know, it's not, I'm not vomiting a lot. I am dry heaving a lot. It's so annoying. I just want to throw up, you know? Laurel, my liver is the month off. So far, so good. Looking forward to getting smashed on August 1st. That's good. Take a little Congratulations, time Laurel. Congratulations, butthead. Trapped to the world. Love Sunday nights with Matthew and Becky. Blonde is only online to get compliments on her body, lol. Or is that only true of every woman who isn't her? It's true of most women. And like, if I'm being totally honest with myself and everybody else, um, most of my channel is just shameless self-promotion and because I love to hear myself talk. Like, I'm smarter than most people, so... I kind of have like a little bit of allowance to be online, but in terms of raw intelligence, I got to rank. Oh, good for you. I got to rank at like the bottom of the intellectual male YouTube sphere. Ah, uh, we're doing the old bell curve overlap here is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like Morgoth intelligence, but I have to be smarter than Paul Joseph Watson. (laughs) So I rank. Uh, I rank. Th- uh, that sounds like a debate challenge to me, Paul. Come on over. But like Essie Williams, does she have anything to say that's important? Or is it all about her giant, giant tits? I don't know. I have not seen. I think I looked at a picture of her once when you referenced her previously. I don't know her channel. I don't know why she rubs me the wrong way. And just pearly things also. Um, Copperhead. Thank you. No note. Son of the Wolf. Does anyone know RFK's official stance on pews? I can't find anything. I really want to vote for a commander in beef. Two A is a deal breaker, even if he wants to disband CIA. I, I, I can't imagine he's not pro two A. You couldn't find anything. Oh, uh, well, he has said he's not interested in taking guns. That was his uh, last commentary that I've seen. And to be fair, I've not looked up his formal policy position. But I, uh, I'm going to be skeptical that this is a pro two A guy, as in someone of the perspective that you actually indeed have a constitutional right to your firearms and a constitutional right that the federal government specifically can't interfere with. Let's put it this way. I'm extremely skeptical that uh, RFK Jr. is going to be like a repeal the NFA type guy. Yeah, that'd be shocking, right? But I have not looked at his campaign website. I could do that right now. Um, What what was it he was tweeting about the other day? Uh, Was it Juneteenth or I know that he's, he, the question is what makes him a Democrat because he's willing to challenge the Democrats primarily on vaccine and big pharma issues. Uh, also on the Ukraine war issue, which are very important issues. I'm not diminishing those things. Um, but what makes him a Democrat? It appears to me that climate alarmism and a lot of like racial oppression politics, he is still signed on to based on what I've seen from particular tweets from him. can't remember. Bummer. Anyway, um, and as far as his 2A stuff, well, why don't you carry on? I'll go over to his campaign website rather than okay. speculating. He should, we should definitely know. Knuckle Hunky Buck just testing YouTube's new super chat system, and then he said the N-word like 40 times. It all came through. Uh, what? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Wait, Hard wait, wait, R wait. and all. Where's this? This was Knuckle Hunky Buck? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I don't yes. see it. What are you talking about? I see it. It says knuckle honky buck. And then it says just testing YouTube's new super chat system. And then it literally says hard R N word. Oh yeah. Oh, how did, did you, you just do control this? F the N word? Seriously. How did you do this? Uh, this is actually Raja Muhan demands to know Raja how you did this. Muhan. How did it get through? I don't think he did anything fancy. It's just the hard R N word over and over again on YouTube. 
very good. Uh, unbelievable. Sound of the Wolf. Does anyone? I just read that. Uh, Knuckle Honky Bug Blonde. Sorry about trying to make you puke two weeks ago with all the Banksy and I. Once made love super chats. I was a little drunk. Nothing but love. Keep bearing your child. You're doing just fine. Yes, I, I have to keep bearing my child. Every day I want to get off this ride and I can't. I'm too deep into it. Oh my God, my butt is so sweaty. It's so hot. Um, to answer your question about his stance on guns, I'm looking at his policy page here on his website. It, it says saying? nothing about guns. There is a civil liberties page, which Uh-oh. you would think, I guess, if you're talking constitutional rights. He doesn't have anything. I don't see anything here on second or gun or I'm just searching words through this to try to find. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he's saying much at all on his website about the Second Amendment, which in a way sort of tells me what. The actual you need to know yeah. it's not a priority. Your Second Amendment rights are not a campaign priority. Let's put it that way. Um, in a way that honest government, reconciliation, environment, revitalization, peace, civil liberties, except for that one. And uh, the rest are apparently more important. Yikes. Well, that's a red flag. Uh, honest Joe Biden. Man, that sugar on the table was some good shit. Best coffee I've ever had. Username, the big guy, 69, password, wrong son died with a zero instead of an O. Hi there, Jill. What do you mean this isn't the White House login page? Come on, man. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. First of all, the wrong son, the wrong son did not die. Hunter is the smartest man that Joe has ever known. He's clarified that. Thanks. But never forget Bo. Whenever something bad happens to anybody else, remember Bo, the guy who died in Iraq. uh, I don't know, killing Saddam himself. Uh, whatever other stories Joe makes up about the incident. Yeah. Citizen seven. Sorry. I'm not buying that. Some staffer brought Coke into the white house. Everyone entering the white house undergoes post scrutiny by security. The exception Biden Harris and family members. That's um, the rules. Yeah. 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 But uh, I could also believe that this is not a white house that strictly follows the rules themselves. They have a lot of rules for you. The rules for themselves are a little more relaxed. Logan, or what does this even mean? Hunter would be a lot cooler if he'd just admit the powder was his and his gun hit his small hat. I mean, I understand the small hat thing, but I don't get the gun thing. I don't know. Am, Logan, am I you, retarded? Logan, you're, you, you've gone above our hands. AP, My real conversation apology. I had this week. Wife, you never know. You might have a good reason to hit me. Me, what could possibly be a good reason to hit my wife? Wife, it might have taken too long to make you a sandwich. Woman, you made the right, you married the right woman. Yeah, congratulations. It's the old Sean Connery bit. Yeah, a uh, Frederick von Crescenstein. I work for security for Guy Fieri, very generous, lots of charity work. If the cameras aren't rolling, he's not very nice, rude, at least to fans. Drinks like a madman, his crew is very nice. He does have that like puffy, shiny red alcohol face. Yeah, I suppose. And he seems like a, like a dick. And his hair leads it. me to believe that he sucks as a human being. So, yeah, okay. Sam Spiel. Look up Joseph Bronski. He's the only DR person doing actual mathematical research that call, that call what? I don't know what this means, but I also wasn't supposed to read this one because it's under $10. Ex- Sorry, dude. Exousiology, the science of power. power. That's, yeah, I've never heard that term. Oh. If Jerry I'm even Smith. pronouncing it correctly. Jean-Pierre isn't hot and I'm into black chicks. Look up the villain from Sound of Freedom, Candace Owens or Anna Fox. Candace Owens is a smoke show. How dare you? Um... I cannot believe she's pregnant again. When was that? It was like 
I just, just saw on her Instagram today. She's like heavily pregnant. Wow. Her baby cannot be older than six months. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's quick work. It sounds like that's, uh, that's great. Though. Congratulations to her. Man, I, I, I don't know how she's doing. Matt, have you checked out the Retro Rifle Vice City shirt in light blue? Good GTA Vice City reference. And you won't look like a queer or a canary. I'd order one, but they don't ship to Australia. Are you saying he looks like a queer canary? Um, how dare these? These are chimpanzees how holding AKs. How is that gay? Look, <laughs> look like a canary. I look like a damn banana. In fact, there are bananas all over my shirt. That's racist. It's banana yellow. I thought, I thought, is it going to be too poor of taste if I made a joke that this was a George Floyd memorial shirt? Well, now you've done it. No, I asked if it would be poor taste. I did not make the joke. Uh, that is so much more racist than the joke I made. <laughs> no, it's not. It's historically like, accurate. Everyone saw the picture of him holding the banana. That's true. It's a historical true. reference. God damn it. Uh, uh, no, I, I have seen the shirt, by the way. I, this is, I, I know I'm going to out myself as some kind of uh, uh, video game poser of some kind. I got into Grand Theft Auto after Vice City. I'm talking like four. I played five. I like GTA. Not hating on it. I just Vice City was never influential on me because I never played Vice City. So uh, the Vice City shirt is not particularly appealing to me. I can't believe it's it's like never having seen Jaws until today, but it's true or until this week. What is your problem? I never played Vice City. Knuckle Buck. Robert E. Banks and I once made love. It was violent in terms of verbal and written words. It was tender in terms of struggling. It was breathing in terms of gagging. It was consensual <laughs> in terms of da, da, da. Uh, no explanation. Yeah, sounds about right. You could, uh, well, you could be the uh, the the spokesman for the Philadelphia DA's office. Oh. Sam Spiel, left-handed is an excellent approximation for mutation load. The scatter plot of lefty states and left-handedness is ultra-connected. Wokeism is mutationally loaded for people. I don't know. Mm. My mom's left-handed, and like, she's gone deep. Mm. My mom's gone deep. All right. About that. Are Mark these Weisman. people a product of a mutation, though? That's an interesting theory. Uh, Mark Wiseman, I hope you both enjoy the possible sighting of Aurora Borealis in your area. On July 13th, I've seen it several times while visiting Winnipeg in Manitoba. Wait, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Sorry, Canadian. Yes, as in city and province. Right. I fucked that up because your country doesn't matter. <laughs> he says visiting Manitoba. I don't know if he's Canadian. Uh, no, no, I'm just talking about all the Canadians. That ah, been. okay. Um, or bring on no, the claps. Otherwise known as the Northern Lights, they, like we're constantly on the edge of the viewing territory, and and we've tried to go out of you know out of town a little bit to see them. You've never seen them? Not really. Not that I yeah. can remember. And I've lived in northern areas pretty much my entire life. The southernmost I lived was the Bay Area of California. That's okay. obviously too southern to see the Northern Lights. But every like. Montana gets a lot of uh, viewing of them. Minnesota should maybe even Portland. I don't know, but Portland has too much light pollution. So that, that wasn't possible anyway. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I never have seen them in all their glory. Have you, uh, you get good Northern lights in. Uh, uh, no, but I have seen them um, in other places. Hmm. Well, enjoy the viewing this. Mark. And perhaps I will be able to see it sometime soon. Okay. Let's see. Um, Ark says, bring on the collapse. It's been quite the journey watching you two realize that we likely can't get past this conflict without significant physical conflict. 
I would prefer otherwise, but the trouble is they would prefer not. So got to prepare accordingly. Thank you. Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck has a, has a bunch. I just kind of want to read them through because I love this guy. Lon, you're not wrong. Jen Blackie is hot AF. I would totally som Jen Saki also. Paslam. I don't even usually. <laughs> Paslam Jen Paslam. Yeah, Pas- <laughs> Paslam Jen Pasaki. Let me clarify. Yeah. <laughs> How did I? <laughs> it's a, it looks like Psalm, but it's Paslam. Thank you. I don't even like black chicks, but she is objectively attractive. I agree. You know, said, this is the type of hate crime that I like to see blonde in the belly of the beast. We adore you, blonde. Never stop being you. We adore you, too. He also said, Iron Motherfucking Giant, do it. One of the best films ever made. I'll fight anyone who disagrees. I What movie? Hmm. Uh, the, it's it's the Iron Giant. I don't know anything about it other than it's nominated uh, by Jamie and Jeannie for consideration in the vote. He also said, when Blonde asked if I was typing and laughing, it made me laugh harder. While typing, yes, I was typing and laughing. I am now as well. And he also said, it's a fluke with a super chat system I'm exploiting. N-word, hard R, N-word, hard R, N-word, hard R. Raja doesn't know how to run a tube. Lol. I wonder, he's bested Raja Mohan at this point. Knuckle Huggy Buck can't be stopped. Confirming my priors that he, we need to hire this man. He's a man of many talents. Okay, if he can write all the best jokes and he can outmaneuver Raju Muhan, what are we doing? We need this guy on the team. Yeah, I want to know your ways, Uncle Hungy Buck. Teach me. Courtesy, two things. One, sick of pet owners referred to as dog, cat, dad. I have dogs and no kids, and I'm not a dog dad. Damn it. The people that number two, the people that hate Sound of Freedom, love cuties because it keeps pedos off the street. I haven't seen Sound of Freedom. Everybody's talking about it, though, so I wonder if I should watch it. Yeah, I'd like to check it out. Uh, you you have to to enjoy it is to believe QAnon theories, though, I'm told, uh, according oh, to many pieces of media coverage. But uh, Jason takes no note. Bible study. Robert says justice for skid marks. OK, I also need we, we were so <laughs> mean to each other. All of us hated each other. We used to play. She did tons of mean shit to me later, and she didn't even know I did that, by the way. She well, how did she not know? Me. She never found out it was me. I mean, it, it could have oh, been Oh, she didn't know underwear. you were responsible for the undies, but didn't she know that you perpetuated the lie? No. Oh. How would she know? I thought People you were outspoken like, oh, and blaming her. her. No, I was really, really like low key about it. Like I made people think it was their own idea. You know, I was like, I was like, well, I don't know. Like I came, I came with Christine and like, I didn't see her bring a backpack and, you know, she changed in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it was. Yeah, you were skiing. There were layers. Yeah. We used to sit in a circle and we would, it was a game we played, and we would take turns telling each other what was physically wrong with each other. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Psychos. These, these girls were not to be fucked with, okay? <laughs> I could not have that on my reputation. Yeah. They were all twats. Every last one of them, I have no shame. They were all horrible. Um, I had to be a huge bitch to them before they could be a huge bitch to me. It was, uh, it was, defensive. it was like war. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived in New York, Los Angeles and Seattle Gro- growing up in St. Louis was the most competitive social environment I have ever been. Well, it's in also in the my time in life. fairness, you know, it's like, oh, it was a nightmare. You could never send me back to the seventh grade. It was a yeah, in, fucking nightmare. It, 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 in ways I have the same perception that the, 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 the desire to preserve your reputation was more stressful at that era of my life than it was in any other when, in fact, I had much more competition and much more consequences in other points in my life. But it's the psychology totally. of that age that makes you think it's so important. 
yeah, I mean, I could not be skid marks girl. It just could not happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter who has to take the fall. You never would have made me. it to this show if you were skid marks. Oh my God. <laughs> no, there's no justice for, for skid marks girl. Slash uh, I, owe, uh, I owe Jason takes uh, thank you for your, your kissy face, by the way. We love you. We You're love very you. special. Very special. Um, blonde, bronze, nothing wrong with having YouTube channels to hear yourself talk. You and Aiden Paladin are the only two female content creators I listen to. She'd be a good interview too. If you get back to those after pregnancy. Yes. She is one of like 10 worthwhile women on the internet. That's uh, high praise. That's generous. 10. Worthwhile I'm surprised women? there are that many. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got to reload. Uh, did we get Bible study, Robert? Did you say that one already? Justice, really? Yeah, oh, justice for skids. Okay, yeah. Uh, indeed. One day she will have her vengeance. Head uh, spikes wolves. Knuckle Honky Buck, we got because he got around Raja Muhan. I actually need to refresh. Okay, Knuckle Honky Buck says, Knuckle Honky Buck can't be stopped. <laughs> Matt Christensen, you're goddamn right. N word hard R. He got it through again. How is he the doing The N word. You know what the N word is? Oh, my God. He said the Edward. I think we're uh, all set. We're, we're good on uh, Rumble. Looks like we're good on Odyssey and we're good on DLive. Uh, so we will refresh uh, one more time here on YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it a night. Looks like we're good. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? I'm going to put Europa the last battle on my movie list. You're making your movie list right now. I'm just thinking about it. Well, we already watched Downfall and... Uh, like, Downfall wasn't a documentary. Maybe I should do all documentaries. We yeah. haven't done a documentary in the history of the bit. I mean, I guess. Okay, I will do all documentaries. And all right, if you I'm... pick Hoop Dreams instead of Europa the Last Battle, I swear to God, I will quit this show, you guys. Well, we have to think about the rules, though. If So if I'm, I'm willing to entertain the, uh, the documentary idea, but mm-hmm. if the list is rejected, do we randomly select a documentary or do we just go from imdb yeah any documentary or is there like a top rated documentary list we would look at the imdb top 250 and compile the documentaries from it i wonder if there are there documentaries on that list i don't we'll have to figure this out we'll have to come up with rules but we have a week to do it so we'll do that then anyway It's time to get out of here for the evening. Thank you guys for making it an enjoyable evening. As always, appreciate uh, your tuning in. Appreciate your support for the show. Appreciate your chats. Appreciate your super chats. And uh, appreciate all the jokes, including Knuckle Hungy Buck getting around the Raja Mohan censorship uh, apparatus somehow. I'm amazed by the talents on display here. You did it, buddy. Anyway. If, you, uh, if you'd like more to listen to, of course, there's more material on the audio platforms of the show. You can check that out linked in the description. Or, of course, just head on over to the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcasts. You can find replays of the call-in show, some blondes interviews, other material you might not find on YouTube. Anything else show-related, check out the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. We're going
trying 